It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. We welcome you to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, semifinal Friday for girls high school basketball and the weekend before the boys state tournament tips off in Charleston on Wednesday. I'm right up alongside Bill Cornwell and Jordan Mounts. Happy to have you along here from our studios on the campus of Marshall University at WMUL-FM, as well as uh, we also have some uh, some help from abroad tonight, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> we've, seen our, yes. we, we've sent our correspondents out on the road. Yes. This is something new, unique. Yes, and we are looking forward to sharing that with you, and we will do that in just a moment. We have a jam-packed show. We're going to go over semifinal Friday for the Girls State Tournament. There is just one spot remaining in championship Saturday, and it's the Battle of Parkersburg that will tip off in just a few moments between Parkersburg and Parkersburg South. Expecting a great crowd for that one at the Charleston Civic Center. We will also set the table for the Boys State Tournament, which begins Wednesday morning Mm -hmm. in Charleston. So before we do that, that means we've got a lot to do. And when we have a lot to do, yeah. we have to jump right in. So right let's on. get our first check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. Only games in West Virginia today were semifinal games from the Girls State Tournament. In Class AA this morning, it was Wyoming East defeating Wayne 69-50. The Warriors improved to 22-3. Wayne's historic season ends at 25-2. and two. The Warriors will take on North Marion in tomorrow's championship game. The top-seeded Huskies rally from a 16-point deficit late in the third quarter to defeat Frankfurt 63-54. So it's 26-1, number one North Marion, taking on 22-3, number two Wyoming East tomorrow at noon in the AA state championship. In single A, it was Wheeling Central handing Tucker County only its second loss of the season. Both of them were to Wheeling Central. The Maroon Knights get the win, 63-46 in the Class A semifinal. And a game that just went final, we'll hear more from in just a moment from Charleston. St. Joe back into the Class A championship game. The Irish defeat Summers County, 86-46. We'll get a report on that one in just a second. Also, Class AAA, one semifinal has already been complete. And Buchanan Upshur will play for a championship for the second straight year. Last year's runner-up defeats Wheeling Park in a tight one today. 42-39 the final. The Buccaneers are now 26-1 and through to the AAA state championship game. Again, the final game tonight between Parkersburg and Parkersburg South is set to tip off shortly from Charleston. That is a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. We will go to Rick Leach, head coach of the Tyler Consolidated Boys, in just a moment. But first, the game that just wrapped up in Charleston. St. Joe defeating Summers County, 86-46. Joe Linville is in the Charleston Civic Center. He joins us now. Hey, guys, it is pretty loud here. And I hope you can hear me okay. But uh, the game just wrapped up, and now we have the uh, two teams from Parkersburg who will meet once again on the floor doing their warm-ups. Uh, like you said, St. Joe, uh, you know, easily handled Summers County. Summers County was a team that uh, dominated Double A for so many years and uh, dropped to Single A, and uh, now they face uh, St. Joe tonight in the final 86-46. In that game, uh, St. Joe was led by Paige Shy with 29 points, 
Dina Gerald's had 17, and uh, Bailey Atkins had 11. Only one person in double figures for uh, Summers County, and that was uh, Tiffany Klein. So uh, probably not one of the better games today. We have seen a couple of really good games today. I thought the uh, Wayne-Wyoming East game was a very uh, entertaining game this morning to get the day started off. And then uh, another game that went right down to the wire was uh, North Marion and Frankfurt. That game went back and forth. North Marion finally pulled it out at the end. So uh, we've seen some good games here uh, at the Charleston Civic Center in the girls West Virginia High School uh, State Tournament at the Charleston Civic Center. And Joe, it's always a a blast to be there. I I had a chance to enjoy uh, a couple of sessions over the past few days. I know you're having a good time up there as well and representing basketball Friday night in West Virginia very well. I appreciate that, Ryan. Uh, sorry we didn't cross paths. I did run into Rick uh, Marone this evening. He was having lunch over at the uh, town center, and uh, we got to collaborate just a few minutes and talk about some of the games. So uh, basketball Friday night uh, represented well here at the girls' high school basketball tournament. Joe, we'll get back with you uh, to get an update on that Parkersburg-Parkersburg-South game once it gets going. We thank you so much, as always, for your work. All right, guys, have a great show. Thank you very much. And, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk much more about these games in, in, in more detail as the evening progresses. Um, but first, I want to give you the Class Single A Boys State Tournament schedule. These games begin on Thursday in Charleston. The number one seed is Wheeling Central. They will take on the eight seed Tyler Consolidated. That will be at 530 Thursday evening. Also, Thursday, number four, Notre Dame, and number five, Trinity, will meet at 9 p.m. That's in the Thursday night nightcap. Thursday afternoon, number two seed, Ravenswood, takes on number seven seed, Webster County. The Highlanders making it to the state tournament. That's at 1 o'clock. And the early bird special on Thursday morning, it will be number three seed, Tug Valley, against number six seed, Greater Beckley Christian, and uh, Jordan, before we go to Rick Leach real quick, Tug Valley and Greater Beckley Christian used to share a region, and that was always uh, there for a while. That was a, that was a very good little rivalry. You know, that was a, always a great game between two very, very talented schools, between Tug Valley and Greater Beckley Christian. You know, in 2013, uh, on Tug Valley's uh, path to its second straight state championship, those two teams met three times throughout the season, and uh, Tug Valley was able to walk away all three of those games. So a little bit of a renewed rivalry coming up into this weekend. Tug Valley obviously looking forward to the game, as is Greater Beckley Christian. GBC may want a little bit of revenge, and they're definitely going to bring their A game. It's going to be a fun game to watch, Ryan. Should be a lot of fun. And we mentioned that number one seed is Willing Central against number eight, Tyler Consolidated. The Knights are in the tournament for the first time since 2002. Rick Leach is the head coach of the Silver Knights. He joins us now on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And Coach Leach, first off, congratulations on your regional championship. Thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, we were, were excited to be be back in the tournament. Overcoming a 10-point deficit to defeat Cameron, 61-49. Uh, in that Region 1 co-championship game, you were able to host it in Middleburn after winning the sectional. And I know that that's, uh, that's a lot of uh, excitement in that uh in that area we it, we it just built as the years has gone on you know no, nobody really 
we're not used to winning. <laughs> and, and, and again, we've, we've turned it around this year. And, and, uh, and as we, at each game we won, the crowds got bigger. The, you know, the fan support has grown and, and, uh, we've, we, uh, we were playing very well right now. Coach, talk about, uh, how the, the kids have reacted since, uh, you pulled off the, uh, the regional championship, uh, is, have they, uh, have, has the excitement grown, or have they just kind of focused on what's coming up? Well, they've been a little giddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had practice today. You know, we were talking about you know the, the, the steps. You know, I was talking about the, you know the experience. You know, I've been myself. I've been fortunate enough to been down there like three or four times. Uh, we, we, you know, we in the earlier years we I coached before. We, you know, we made it down there three times, and so I, I know that experience. These guys have never experienced it, you know, and some of them have never been to the state tournament. You know, I, I asked for a show of hands. There's probably five, a handful of them have been down to the state tournaments to watch the game. So this is going to be a new experience for them. So that's important for us. We're going to go down Wednesday just so I can have them go into the arena and watch the games to see how it's played uh, so they get used to a little bit of the atmosphere for Thursday night. So uh, that, that, that's a big deal for us. We, we need to get those kids to see how it works. It's always um, a, a, just a great experience, and I, I say that as one who never experienced it, but I ha- have always got to go watch the tournament. Uh, I want to talk about how your team was very clutch in getting there. Uh, you had just a three-point lead with 115 left in the game, but uh, put the game away from the free throw line. 24 of 29 on the night. Dylan Roberts was 14 of 14 in the fourth quarter. That That was pretty special i mean that and we haven't seen that and, and again we we shot no foul shots in the first half so we had 29 foul shots in the second half and made 24 of them and you know and dylan 14 for 14 and, and man mark rucker was eight for 10 i mean and again we we practice foul shooting every day we're not very good as a foul shooting team i think we shoot like 64 percent as a team but you know that it, it finally paid off. We we practice it a lot. We have contests in practice. We I make them make so many in a row before they can get a drink and all that stuff. And and uh, it finally paid off uh, in that game. Uh, the, the the Dylan Roberts being a senior, a four year starter, he just stepped up and he wanted the ball. I mean, we, there was a technical foul. There was a technical foul called early, and he said, well, "I want to shoot the fouls." I said, "Go go for it," because I think Mark Rucker had shot two foul shots before, made them, but I. You know how that usually is. Coaches usually uh, will let that guy continue to shoot, but no, I put I put Dylan in there, and he made his he made both of them too. So that they worked out very well. You know, Coach Jordan Mounts here. Uh, looking at your state tournament bracket, you draw the number one seed Wheeling Central Catholic Maroon Knights first round. Um, so tell us uh, what to, what do you have to do to get your team prepared mentally to go in there to a big arena, a, a, a big spotlight, so to speak, and uh, face. Uh, uh, a, a good team in Wheeling Central uh, uh, in your first game. No question, Wheeling Central is one of the best teams in the state in, in single way. And, and again, we we realize that, but we're going to take care of do do what we do. And that's why I talked to our kids today. We we we're going to prepare, do what we do best. We play a half court matchup defense. We're gonna we're gonna do that, and we've beaten teams that we probably shouldn't have beaten because of that half court matchup defense and. Uh, um, Try to limit Wheeling. Uh, Wheeling Central is going to press the whole game, so we got to we got to work on our press offense and take care of the basketball. Don't turn it over. Don't give them easy baskets. And uh, 
I think that'll that'll help us. And that Wheeling Central's regional final, they have made 17 threes. Well, I don't think I don't think many teams make 17 threes at the Civic Center. Um, so you know, we're gonna <laughs> hopefully. Uh, the Civic Center is a different background for most people, and, and although Wheeling Central has been down there every year, and those guys have probably played on that floor, it's still a different background. I don't think I've ever seen anybody make 17 threes from the outside. So we're gonna we're gonna do our matchup and don't let them get the ball inside and see what we can do with it. Well, regardless of who had won that regional co-final, it was going to be uh, a special time for their community. Tyler Consolidated, again, making it back to the state tournament for the first time since 2002. Cameron has not been to the boys' state tournament since 1924. Wow. So that was, uh, <laughs> that was going to be special for somebody. Coach Rick Leach or Silver Knights get the win. We congratulate you on that. Wish you and your team the best of luck in Charleston next week. Thank you, Ryan. All right, again, that's Rick Leach, head coach of Tower Consolidated. Always like to drop a little factoid in there. If I... 1924, <laughs> 19... that, that was only, what, about the second or third year of the tournament. R- right. Literally. Literally, wow. yes. And, um, and Cameron was close. Yes. Yeah. yes. Right there on the cusp. And, uh, you know, down three with a minute 15. And, uh, but Tower Consolidated gets the win. And, foul um, shots. Win ball shots. games. Absolutely. And, and again, those are, those are communities that are, you know, kind of still built around their high school. Tower Consolidated is yes. a newer school. Newer meaning it's 25 years old already. <laughs> but, um, you know, we had Sistersville and Tyler County uh, consolidating, and, and they put it, unfortunately, for community's sake, they built it in mm-hmm. the middle, which is kind of, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of in a rural area. Right. But, uh, so it's not really easy for anybody to get there. But nonetheless, uh, still a great, great story there. We're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, We'll talk to our good buddy T.G. Griffith of WYAP in Clay County. We'll also talk with head coach Jared West of the Notre Dame boys. His son had a good game today, too. His son had an excellent yes, game did. today. Yes, yes we'll did. talk with him as well. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. How about a chance to graduate from college, not only with a diploma, but also prepare to thrive in an exciting, growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage makes sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree. Your passion, curiosity, and charisma, coupled with Marshall University sports journalism training, will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar global industry. So bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes, ears, and life of the game to our Huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd. We'll teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's WPH Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers. And there's been a bunch this week. 
Thank you for joining the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Zoe Browning, Marie Hedges, the sports fill-in, Michael, Justin Lee O'Dell, Lucella, Marie Hedges, Justin Lee O'Dell, and Jill Merriman. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9-16 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. Or not Joe Linville. Jordan Mount. Jordan Mount. I apologize to one of you greatly, and both of you as well. But uh, no, no. Uh, we have a good time here on basketball Friday night in West Virginia, and you know what what a what a time this is, guys. State basketball tournament going on in Charleston. You've also got the um, Conference USA tournament for Marshall, the Big Twelve tournament mm-hmm. for WVU. I mean, th- this is the most exciting time of the year. I'm such a junkie. Of course, we, we, we we're lucky to live here in a, in a tri-state area. I've been kind of following the girls' Sweet 16 in Kentucky a little bit, yeah. so uh, which is underway up at Northern Kentucky University. There's uh, one local team, Boyd County, which has a, a girl coming to Marshall. And, of course, there's a girl at Marshall who's a Boyd County alum. So um, that's a... That's a uh, a team that a lot of people in this part of the state pay attention to in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And Boyd County in the Elite Eight in Kentucky split. And by the way, they only have one class. Split with St. Joe. Yes. And mm-hmm. lost at Parkersburg South. Played Spring Valley a couple times. Beat them both times. Yeah. So uh, teams that are currently in the state tournament are still familiar yes. with that program. So like, that, like, like you all said, you know, March Madness is right around the corner, everything like that. This is... If you are a basketball fan, this is better than Christmas. It is wild. The reigning Class A champions are Notre Dame, and they are back into the state boys basketball tournament. As the number four seed, they'll take on number five seed Trinity. That's a familiar matchup, right? They just (laughs) met for the sectional championship last week. Jared West Sr. is the head coach of the Irish. And Coach West, first off, congratulations on returning to Charleston. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show tonight, and we're excited to get ready for next week. You beat my beloved Paul Paul Pirates in the uh, regional <laughs> coach. I had to say it. Sorry, I, I love the small schools like that. But uh, you know, you, you you take on a school such as Paul Paul, and you know that that's a very small school. You have to take care of business, but at the same time, I know you love basketball, and I know you have to kind of appreciate kind of where they came from. You know what is funny? I, I, sitting on the on the sideline the other night playing against Paul Paul, they they brought a raucous crowd. Uh, they reminded me of the old Tucker County games, and they really came in and, and they weren't scared at all. They came and, and, and played fast and competed. So I definitely respected them. Um, you know, coming in with the mindset of they were coming in planning on winning, and and, and they came with that mentality. So. Yes, I understand exactly what you're talking about, and, and, and I totally respect them. And your ball club gets the win. 90-66 to 66 was the final in that game, and now you take on Trinity, a team that you beat in the Region 2 Section 1 championship game by three points one week ago. And I, I know your, your team's 
familiar with getting to the state tournament and uh, seeing a familiar squad right off the bat, I, I kind of think that, that may, uh, you know, if anybody's worried about nerves, shouldn't be at this point. Well, um, you know, they are definitely a very familiar folk, folk, and we do have a lot of kids that have, that have played in Charleston. Um, but the difference is they're, they're in different roles. So obviously there are going to be some butterflies on both sides. The good thing is once the ball is tossed up, uh, normally two or three minutes to the game, the, the nerves subside, and then it's all about who executes, who plays defense, who rebounds. So we're excited to uh, have the opportunity to come down. Um, my scouting report, as far as scouting, is very easy because we played these guys three times. So we know exactly what they want to do. They know exactly what we want to do. It's just a matter of who's going to execute better. Hey, Coach, you know, Jordan Mounts here. Uh, just looking down uh, your roster, I've seen you all play a few times this year. Very talented team. You're led by your junior, uh, Gabe Zumo. Uh, according to the SSAC side, you've got him averaging 23 points a game. Uh, so tell us, is Gabe ready for uh, what? What have you done to get? Uh, what have you done, and what has Gabe done to get him and his team ready here to uh, uh, for the first round of the state tournament? Um, Gabe Zumo is like a third son. I've known Gabe since he's been in kindergarten, uh, and, and to be honest with you, uh, everybody raved about little Jared last year. If we don't have Gabe Zumo, we probably don't win a state championship last year. And coming into this year, I knew he was ready to make a, a big jump and go from being spot shooter on the scouting report to being go-to guy and all-around playmaker. Uh, Gabe has Division One aspirations, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to, to get you know, let him achieve those goals. So he came in this year fired up, ready to show that he's, you know, he's no longer Robin. He, he's trying to be Batman. So he's put us on his shoulders all year. He shot the ball well. He's passed well. And um, he and Todd have become a pretty good one-two punch. So uh, you know, and it, the funny thing is, everybody talks about Gabe this year. We, we kind of go as Todd Griffith and Joel Maurer go. Those are my two bigs. And if, if they play well and rebound well, we're pretty good. When they don't rebound well and if they don't dominate the paint, that's when we kind of struggle. Gabe has been very, very consistent. So we need those two guys to kind of do what they need to do inside. Yeah, and you know, Coach, you just you just mentioned Joel Maurer and uh, Todd Griffith. Um, Todd is a senior, uh, Joel is a junior. You get Zumo and you get Maurer back next year. Um, so tell us, you know, that, that's a great combination to really build off of and uh, something that uh, you all can really use to make a push next year uh, to the state tournament again. To be honest with you, and I probably shouldn't say this, but <laughs> next year is probably going to be my best team that I've had since I've coached. Now, if my older son, <laughs> Lord Jared, heard that, he would probably have a few things to say about that. But um, Joe, Joe will be a senior. Gabe will be a senior. We have another freshman this year, Elijah Goodman. He's a six-four big. He will be better. Um, Jaden West, my youngest son, will be a freshman, and he's a um, he has the potential to be a, a very good point guard. So we'll have. Um, you know, depth, size, shooting, versatility. So next year we will be very, very good. Coaches Bill Cornwell, you this your program. You've been so successful in recent years, and so much talent uh, going through the, your Notre Dame program. Talk about the importance of the realization with your kids. Hey, we've been there. This is not a first time thing coming up going to Charleston. 
but we're veterans, you know, how important is that? Oh, to be honest, people don't realize it until you've been there. Uh, it's a process. It's a process that goes along to winning. Uh, we've learned that. Uh, trust me, the hard way. Magnolia up 12 with two minutes to play. Huntington St. Joe upset. We've learned that the hard way. Um, sometimes, and you hate to have to go through that process, but <laughs> it is a process. So, um, you know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears on that <laughs> on that floor, picking kids up from crying because, because you know, you have to learn how to how to deal with the adversity and, and playing down there. Uh, now that being said, you don't have to have. You know, some people come down there and 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 win early, so you you still have to go out there and play. But we're going to rely on our experience. Uh, we're going to rely rely on our senior leadership. Um, a kid that hadn't been mentioned with two kids actually. Jared Fagan is a senior who helped us a lot last year. He was kind of the unsung hero in two games. And another senior, Andrew Rogers, are two kids that have really stepped up for us this year and provided some stability and leadership in the backcourt. And to be honest with you, we, we will not beat Trinity unless those two kids have a, uh, a very good game. So to, you know, to, to speak on the leadership that you're talking about and the experience, we're going to rely on two seniors to kind of provide that for us. Coach West, we we're running short on time, but I do have one more question for you. Uh, your alma mater, WVU, gets to play here in about 13 minutes in the Big 12 semifinal. Your son will be in the Conference USA Championship game tomorrow, Marshall defeating uh, Southern Miss today, and he had a very good basketball game today as well. 12 points, two assists. That may not sound like a lot, but it was a game where uh, he was very effective and efficient in his 34 minutes. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's a great time to be in the West household. <laughs> <laughs> Defending state champs, uh, we've been ripping and running up and down seventy nine this year. Um, going to see uh, little Jared play at Marshall. You know, Coach Dan, Coach Klein, those guys have embraced him with open arms. It's been exciting. Um, I, I canceled. Well, I pushed practice back two hours today to catch the one thirty game. Um, you know, very excited. Actually, I missed you all's phone call talking to him, trying to help uh, Peniva, Dean Peniva, sprain the ankle. So we're, hopefully we get him 100% tomorrow. But, you know, and, and then and, and we love, uh, you know, WVU as well. So it's an exciting time. And it's funny, and I know y'all have to go. I, I heard that right now the, progno- the prognostication is that WVU would play Old Dominion in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I saw that at a few places. But Old Dominion lost, so I was thinking they was going to talk about the Conference USA champion. If Marshall wins, you never know. <laughs> you never know. The West Virginia battle. Oh, man. <laughs> we're, we're, that, that would be great. That would be fun. You can't win and you can't lose. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Coach West, thanks so much, and we wish you the best uh, going forward next week. Thank you all. Thank you all for having me. All right, again, that's Jared West, senior head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They will take on Trinity Christian once again in the Class Single-A state tournament in the 4-5 game. That will be Thursday night at 9 o'clock. Quickly, let's go back to the phones. T.G. Griffith, WYAP in Clay County. And uh, T.G., we haven't got to speak with you a whole lot this season, but the Clay County boys had a winning season. At thirteen and nine, the girls fell to eleven and twelve, but losing their last three, so they still had a pretty good year. I have to think, knowing how Clay County has been over the years, 
that uh, those two programs are probably looking like they're going to be pretty good in the near future. Yeah, they went different directions this year. Like you said, the girls' first losing season in a long time. Rick knows that. And uh, the boys' uh, first winning season in a long time. In fact, won a, uh, a quarterfinal, semifinal, or uh, sectional game and uh, went up against the, one of the uh, um, regional co-champions, Braxton County, at Braxton County. But uh, played well, but uh, we, uh, we lost. Uh, girls, I think we lost three seniors. And uh, we got our leading scorer back next year, and uh, so we're we're looking ahead uh, for some good things next year. And I apologize. I I, mean, I guess I've been keeping a low profile uh, this, this winter. And I was and I was going to call you last Friday night, but our power went out, and I had to uh, get everybody to a motel for the night. So we I, I missed you last Friday, but. Uh, um, I appreciate you guys, and uh, I, I'm not, I'll not take up much of your time. We've got some uh, more important guys uh, here that, that are playing in state championships, so uh, I'll give way to them and uh, and uh, just uh, just give you a quick recap there. We're looking for good things next year. That's why we lace it up. Hey, you know, we celebrate high school basketball here, and, it, you know, at this time of year, yes, the winners get the most attention, but we hadn't got to talk to you and you've been such a regular and a friend of this show that we definitely wanted to touch base with you uh, one last time this season. And, uh, you know, let, let's, let's make this a more normal occurrence in, uh, okay. in year six. Okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right. Hey, guys, have a good Good to talk to you. Thanks so much. That's T.G. Griffith, W.Y.P. in Clay County. Again, uh, that's, that's someone who uh, jumped aboard early yeah. for us, yes. and we, we will always take time to talk to him. Before we go to break, Let's go back to the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. Just wrapping up moments ago, Huntington St. Joe defeated Summers County 86-46 in a game in which the Irish forced 26 turnovers. Shannon Lewis is the head coach. I know you may have trouble hearing me with the noise there, but uh, Coach, first off, congratulations on getting back to the single-A state championship game. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, your ball club does what it does best, jump out on teams. And uh, that's exactly what happened in that game today as your ball club had a 51-20 to 20 lead at the break. And really, uh, Coach Lewis, uh, your team able to put that game out of hand early. Well, we did. We came out and created a lot of turnovers. And then uh, we shot the ball extremely well. And I thought, I thought everybody was involved. And... Uh, just a great, great performance from us tonight. Hopefully, we didn't waste waste some of it. Five of seven from the three point line in the second quarter. That's it's hard to be much more efficient than that. Well, yeah, Paige shot it well. Dina was hitting, so um, you know our scores were were hitting shots. And like I said, I thought I thought everybody played well. And, and another thing too is you out rebounded. Summers County, 47-32, ended up with just 12 second chance points. They, that may not seem like a big number, but at the same time, uh, limiting them to one shot really, really allows you to get out on the break and go. Well, it did. Uh, you know, I thought we, we forced them. Uh, you know, their best player got in foul trouble, and she never got going, uh, the Taylor girl. So, um, you know, their young kids were trying, you know, they're trying to, to hang in there, but, you know, they, they had a bunch of ninth graders out there, and we, we were able to, to force the, the tempo a little bit, and we did, you know, I thought Hannah and a bunch of them controlled the boards really, really well. 
championship game tomorrow. You get Wheeling Central. That's been a, a little bit of a, a rivalry at a distance, so to speak, over the years. Yeah, Wheeling Central's got a great team. Uh, Penn does a great job, and uh, you know they're one of the best teams up here, regardless of class. Uh, and it's going to be a war tomorrow. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, you know, some of our kids play together in the summer. They know each other, and uh, like I said, they're coming down here to win. We know, uh, and we have to be ready for to play a very good game tomorrow. Coach Jordan Mounts here. Uh, you had a dominating win here this, today at the Charleston Civic Center. Looking over at your schedule, you've defeated quite a few schools that are much larger than St. Joe, you know, Martinsburg University, George Washington Capital, just to name a few, looking at your schedule. Um, tell us, uh, you know, does playing the higher, higher level schools, the larger schools, uh, does that prepare you better for the tournament, or uh, does it... Uh... Um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, you know, we play a tough schedule, not only in-state, um, but, you know, we played some great out-of-state teams, especially right over in Kentucky. Uh, Boyd County, Ashland, Russell are all great teams. And, you know, we travel and play in a few tournaments. And, you know, anytime you can emulate, you know, great athleticism and speed, um, you know, to get your kids prepared for the for this uh, uh, place up here, you know, the big floor and the, and the stuff. You know, I know it's hard. Some teams don't get to schedule as well, and that's are in conferences and stuff. But um, it's hard to emulate that speed sometimes when, when they haven't played, seen it, you know, very often. Shannon, this is Bill Cornwell. Uh, but just put it in perspective what you got you're facing tomorrow. When you got an opportunity at St. Joe High School to have a ninth state title in ten years. Well, I mean, you know, we, you know, we've had some, some great players here, and uh, you know, kids that work hard. These kids work hard. Um, you know, we, we got a tough test tomorrow. Wheeling Central is one team that definitely. Uh, you know, will, will cause us problems or well-balanced and so forth. You know, Michael was here tonight, Johnson. Uh, you know, obviously she was a great player for us. Uh, it was good to see her. Uh, you know, she had a torn ACL this year at Notre Dame, so she didn't get to play. But, you know, we've had some great kids here and, you know, great tradition with those kids, and, and these kids are just adding to it. And, and, Coach, before we let you go, I'll just throw this at you real quick. I know this, sounds, this will be kind of off the cuff a little bit, but Boyd County is up 44-30 over Manuel in the Elite Eight in Kentucky. I know you follow That's them pretty big. close. Man- <laughs> That's big. Man- Manuel's a, a great team. They upset Sacred Heart. It was yep. number one. And uh, we know a couple of their kids. But the Boyd County's got a great team. We, we, we split with them. And Savannah Wheeler's just fabulous. You'll see her at Marshall here soon. and couple years and but they, they they can spread you out great basketball team coach lewis once again congratulations absolutely once again congratulations on reaching the state championship game wish you and the lady irish the best of luck tomorrow thank you thank you very much all right that's shannon lewis head coach of huntington st joe as they will go for their ninth state title in 10 years taking on wheeling central tomorrow in the class single a state championship game that will be about 45 minutes after the conclusion of the double a game which is at noon we'll step aside take a break when we come back we'll talk about that double a game angie bonzini is the head coach of the wyoming east warriors kara sandy had a big game today for the warriors as well we will have them and a quick scoreboard update when basketball friday night in west virginia continues on the fast break sports network basketball friday night in west virginia will return in two minutes on the fast break sports network for scores online all of them in west virginia visit basketballnights.com 
There's many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page at the bottom of our basketballnight.com page, and you'll find the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com, just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live thanks to RSN Sports. We're on the RSN Sports Facebook page. You can watch us on Facebook Live. We're also on Periscope. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup and you can watch us on Periscope. Statewide, we're on Suddenlink, Network West Virginia and in the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. If you're watching right now, you see lots of pictures that you send in to us. We appreciate everyone sending in your pictures. Make sure you send us your best tournament pictures. Send them to us by Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. You can also send them to the RSN Sports Facebook page. We'll get them from there. Or you can email them to us. Email them to scores at basketballnight.com scores at basketballnight.com Give us your best picks of your team and your fans and become part of Basketball Night in West Virginia. Shout out to some of our newest followers on Twitter, including Riley Meadows, Jaden Stewart, Jay Hayden, Mike Dudek, Garrett, La Flama Blanca, Grace McFarland, Michaela, Keith Stone, Jamie Paris, JD, and Emily Parker. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.37 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as we are keeping track of the game that's in progress. We'll get a report from the Civic Center again in a moment. It'll be a little bit still, but uh, Parkersburg leads Parkersburg South 22-16. to uh, that game is still in the first half at the Charleston Civic Center in the Class AAA semifinals. The winner will take on uh, Buchanan Upshur. We'll, we'll do a scoreboard of, of games in a moment. But uh, I want to go back to the phone lines right now. Earlier today, Wyoming East punched its ticket into tomorrow's Class AA state championship game. The Warriors defeated Wayne by a final of 69-50. to Angie Bonzini is the head coach of the Warriors. Kara Sandy is a senior uh, kind of a wing player for Wyoming East and uh, she's kind of the X factor in many ways for that team as well Uh, they are both with us now I know you have an early game coach and uh, Kara so we'll try to keep this kind of brief but at the same time I want to mention before we uh, before I even ask you a question we have a shirt here on set that uh, we we just got and uh, I want to give a quick thank you to the people who made that possible um we we had we had help getting uh, getting that shirt from Michaela, uh, hand shoemaker, a Marshall student, and a St. Mary's fan who brought us the this one's for G shirt that the Wyoming East girls are wearing after the injury to Gabby Lapartis in Wednesday's game uh, against um, Lincoln. And uh, Coach Bonzini and Kara Sandy will talk first with Coach Bonzini. Uh, your ball club today 
a little bit of a sluggish start, but um, after falling behind 13-4 to four immediately, went right back into that game and uh, went on a 21-6 run, extended that out, ended up with a six-point halftime lead, and you were able to pull away in the second half. What flipped the switch for you guys today? And, you know, I think we were a little bit sluggish going out because I don't know if it had to do with the, the morning time game or whatever, but I think we got into our rhythm and we got more up-tempo. We started pressing a little bit, and that caused us to get up and down the court. We had shots that started to fall. And we mentioned playing without Gabby Lapartis. Again, she injured her knee in the win over Lincoln. And I was there, and I signed that was the most quiet I've ever heard the Charleston Civic Center during a game. And I know that for you and for that ball club, that was a very emotional moment. It really was. You know, it was eerie being on the court. Like you said, I think you could have heard a pin drop. Uh, you know, uh, we hated it for Gabby. She's our leader. She continues to be our leader just off the court right now. Coach Jordan Mounts, um, you know, you lose Gabby Lapartis there in the in Wednesday's game, uh, but you still have two more ball games to play here in Charleston. Um, so tell us, how did you uh, how did you rally your team around her, and how did, and how have the girls responded here? Uh, obviously, to lead yourself to the AA state championship. We well, you know. I think you know. They're not only doing it for themselves, I think the shirt tells it all. We're doing it for her too because she worked so hard to get back to us this year and was having a great senior year. And then, unfortunately, she doesn't you know get a finish out on the court. So the, the girls have an extra special focus to try to make that you know happen for her. Also, thought today that. Um it's almost it's very bittersweet I'll say that but I also thought today that having the experience of having to play without her last year and having so many players back this year uh, I, that I mean I hate to call it a blessing in disguise because that's not that, those aren't the right words for it but you were still used to being able to play without her I have to think that may have actually helped today well, I think, you know, we got in deep foul trouble, and I think experience that we had to get last year from not only Gabby's injury, but Kara was out most of the year, and we had other injuries as well. Uh, kids gave experience that they normally wouldn't, at a, you know, at a younger age. And I think you're right, it did help us this year because, I mean, today's game because the fact is we, we got in some pretty uh, good foul trouble in the first half. And Kara Sandy also with us on the phone, and uh, Kara today, uh, your ball club needed you to step up, um, you, you know, and, and today really, um, you really did that. It was a big game for you uh, in terms of uh, 22 points on the morning. And, uh, you know, for your basketball club, they needed your scoring today, and, and you were able to provide that, especially in the first half when, again, you, you kind of kicked them out of that slow start. I just think that. The first game, I came out a little sluggish. Uh, my nerves were a little with me, but I wasn't in my shots. My defense was okay, but I just really wanted to concentrate and going out there and not thinking about it so much and just going out there and playing like I know how to play. And I knew the team needed me, Gary needed me, and I want to go out with the bang. My last senior year, a lot of decisions I have to make coming up. I just wanted to finish the year out with a bang and, know, and go out there and play smart and play how I've always played. Kara, you know, they, they look to you, obviously, as leadership. I'm going to take this back to the beginning of the playoffs in the sectional tournament, an 81-22 to win over, over Oak Hill, 78-15 to over Westside, another dominant win over Pikeview, and more dominant wins at the state tournament. What have you done to get this team so fired up and ready for this moment uh, tomorrow for the championship game? 
Like, we just all come together as a family, and we take each game one day at a time, each game one game at a time. We focus on our defense rebounding, and we go out there and we do what we have to get done. We all motivate each other, and we're the family, and when somebody gets down, we just pick everyone back up. Kara, this is Bill Cornwell, and talking about today's game, looking at the stat sheet, uh, you guys went against one of the uh, better players in the state in Ariel Atkins, and she got her points today. She had 26 <laughs> points, but you guys look like you just did a, a nice shutdown job on the rest of her teammates out there. Uh, she's a great player, and uh, she did score big for them, but we just come out there, and we tried to do our best playing everyone else, and she had a great game today, and that's really all. We all just tried to play our best defense, and and she was the one that scored from the day, but we were pretty much well stopping the other ones. And, and Carrie, you obviously did a lot offensively, but have to mention Jazz Blankenship as well, stepping over to play uh, a lot of point guard, not exclusively, but uh, doing a lot at the point guard spot. 11 assists on the day, 18 points. Uh, she really kind of kept things going as well, and, and she's able to step in with Gabby out. Ellen really stepped up big. She played a lot. She played a lot with Emily and all of them last year. Yeah. Uh, he really stepped up big to play for us. She's a great, great ball player, great handler, and she stepped up a lot with leadership also. And we believe in each other and we believe in ourselves. And tomorrow we're just going to go out there and play how we've always played. Tomorrow you take on North Marion and. and- Coach Bonzini, I know this has been a, a great senior class, and for Kara is one of those seniors. And well, I hate to say it, it's an emotional time though because win or lose, that's the last game that group gets to play together. Absolutely, you know they're a special group of young ladies off the court as well as on the court. You know we look at their athletic ability, but they're great young individuals off the court as well and I think we showed a lot of characters the last two years. I think this year has been extra special because they realize this is you know as a collective group this is the last time we'll get to come to Charleston and I think that's made it extra special we've been blessed to get back to the championship game Coach a tremendous team a tremendous season and what's setting up to be a great game tomorrow with number one ranked North Marion high noon for the AA state championship congratulations on the run into the championship and wish you and your ball club the best of luck tomorrow. Thanks a bunch. All right, and that was Angie Bonzini, the head coach of Wyoming East, and Kara Sandy, senior basketball player, who, uh, again, was fantastic today. I do want to say, I'm going to step here for a second. Uh, People who follow along this program know that I'm a Wayne alum. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a chance to go to that ball game, and uh, Wyoming East is a first-class operation. Um, that's a ball club that, that is very, very good. And good enough that if they wanted to rub it in on you at times, I'm not talking about the way they play. I'm talking about just actions on the floor. Mm-hmm. They could. They don't. They go out. They play basketball. They let their basketball tell the story. They don't have to run their mouths. They just let mm-hmm. the game do the talking. Exactly. And, and they play with a lot of emotion, a lot of energy, and uh, definitely, uh, you know that that was uh, that was a good uh, run for Wayne, and uh, you know they'd won 24 straight games going into that one. They finished the season 25 and two, and uh, I know that's a community that's very proud yes. of those yeah. fighters. Well, yeah, well, and what was special about that was how the community in Wayne really 
fell in love with this group and started supporting and, and hopefully they'll continue to support Wade Williamson in this girls basketball program yes. because uh, they got an opportunity to do a lot of more good things out at Wayne. You know, it's been an interesting ride for North Marion as uh, the number one ranked Huskies had to survive a first-round game with a, a shot right before the end to win it. They were behind by 16 today before coming back to win. We're going to let Coach Mike Parrish tell us about that and get us ready for the AA State Championship game tomorrow from their perspective as the Huskies will take on Wyoming East. We'll do that after the break. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Join us online, vote in this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight, and we'll share the voting results with you. Last week's question, should the half circle under the basket be implemented in high school basketball? 61% of you said no. This week's question, should basketball games have been stopped during the teacher and service personnel work stoppage? Tell us what you think. Vote yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll question on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight, and of course, we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Basketball Friday Night, West Virginia's high school basketball voice. Thanks for joining us on Twitter. Send us your picks. Anything interesting you have about your games, we'd like to hear from you. And we have a shout-out to some of our newest followers tonight, including Marie Hedges, the sports fill-in, Michael, Justin Leo Dell, Jill Merriman, McGuire, Riley Meadows, Jaden Stewart, Jay Hayden, Michael Dudek, Garrett, La Flama Blanca, Grace McFarland, and Michaela. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Also coming up tonight, we have a new addition. A new addition to the Standout Athletes of the Week from Cameron. She will join Jaden Lindsay, Jacob Clark, Cole Honaker, Sidney Nestor, Isaiah Morgan, Deja Busby, Drew Williamson, Ashton Maxwell, Casey Henchman, Whitney Sampson, Cole Whited, and Abby Beeman. Every week, we choose a Standout Athlete of the Week here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.50 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Jordan Mounts, along with Bill Cornwell. Happy to have you along. We've got to jump right back to the phones. As I mentioned before the break, North Marion's girls have had, quite frankly, a very challenging road through Charleston so far. A win at the buzzer over Bluefield. A controversial win. Not in terms of the win, but the way that the, the, the shot was counted. We'll, we'll talk with our resident referee about that much later. That's nothing for head coach Mike Parrish to worry about. He, all he could do was worry about getting his teams win. We'll even do the video with, uh, with Bo Anderson a little bit later on. Because um, I don't want to put Coach Parrish in that situation because all he can do is <laughs> 
score, you know, tell his team to score and win. That, that's, that's his job. Then today, they're down 16 in the third quarter against Frankfurt with just two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. We're talking ten and a half minutes left in the game. And uh, they turn a 16-point deficit into a nine-point win. Coach Mike Parrish of the North Marion girls joins us now on the program. And, Coach, I, I have to imagine that um, it's been a, a bit of a stressful time for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. never a dull moment. <laughs> Uh, your girls' basketball team, though, back to the AA state championship game uh, with a 26-1 and record, a 20-game winning streak. And, you know, sometimes it's not about winning pretty in Charleston. It's about winning, and that's what your team has done. That's what we tell them coming down. You just got to find a way because down here anything can happen, and it normally does. So that's when you come down here. You got to catch a break here and there, and we caught one. And stuck us a hole today and was lucky enough to fall our way back out of and, Coach, I have to mention, too, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I believe you told me earlier this year when we had you on that you lost all five starters from last year. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. all starting five kids last year were all seniors. And the kids that we have now is like the, we had like the white platoon, the black platoon. That's like the first five, the second five. And these kids played a lot, played a lot of big game situations. It was a real good experience for them to get the battle with the, that first five from last year. They practice, but it, it made them better. 35 to 10 run to end the ball game. Uh, I know that some of that has to do with just making shots, but I also have to think there's some mental toughness that goes into that as well. Heart. These kids have heart. They never they get down, but not out. And they kept battling, fighting, calling back. Finally, one of the timeouts, and said, "Hey, I've done all I can do for you. It's up to you all now. You got to get out. You got to fly around. You got to make shots. They make some things happen." I said, "We just look sluggish there at the beginning." Coach, according to the SSAC website, you're only losing a couple of girls here uh, from this team for next year, and your leading scorers, uh, Hannah Shriver and uh, uh, Hannah Shriver and uh, Taylor. Uh, I know I'm going to get this wrong. So, yeah, there we go. Appreciate that, Coach. Uh, <laughs> you're losing. You're, you're you're getting those two girls back, uh, both averaging in the double digits. Uh, so tell us, you know, what's you're, you're in the double A. You're in, you're in the state championship this year, and your two leading scorers are coming back next year. What's that mean as far as next year, uh, the outlook for next year? Yeah, our two seniors have been great, great for our kids. They they got along. They've been good leaders for us this year. Our junior class, and then Bonamici is a sophomore, so. Having those three kids back will be a lot of experience and leadership for us to have next year when we come back down. And as I told you earlier, I've always thought of North Marion as a program over uh, individual talent. Obviously, it takes the individuals putting the work in, but um, that's why you lose five seniors from a year ago and are ranked number one and playing in the AA state championship tomorrow. You take on Wyoming East. I think that's a matchup that a lot of people look forward to for a while now. Uh, just tell me about uh, what, what you've been able to. Now that you're there, uh, that, 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 you know, the time's upon us, noon tomorrow. Um, tell me how you're feeling and uh, what you've been able to see from Wyoming East in the last uh, two to three days. Uh, we're feeling pretty good. I just uh, I told our girls they can't afford to dig a hole in the first half tomorrow like they did these last two games. And, uh, you're going to put four quarters together. And if you want to be champions, that's what it's going to take. Coach Mike Parrish of the North Marion Huskies. The girls will play in the AA State Championship game tomorrow against Wyoming East. Coach Parrish, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck to you and your Huskies tomorrow. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks uh, for all you all doing. Best of all Friday night. Hey, thank you so much. And 
Uh, we'll get to Mookie Collier after the break from Bluefield uh, as the Beavers will be in the Double A State Championship. We're running kind of tight on time here, so uh, I want to just kind of keep it here until we get to the to the hard break here at the bottom of the hour, and then we'll uh, or at the top of the hour, I should say, and then we'll we'll get with Mookie Collier and then uh, Joe Schmidl of uh, University, the head coach of the Hawks. But um, Bill, uh, you know when when you talk about a program. North Marion's girls, they had the three state triple A state championships before moving down and um, mm-hmm. you know, how many teams you know replace five seniors and then uh, go uh, to, you know, get the number one seed and go to the state championship game. That is a community that has a, a good feeder system. That, yes. that that means middle schools, that means youth leagues. They've encouraged a lot of girls basketball at a young age and it's obvious that there's a lot of commitment in that North Marion community if you're able to reload and not rebuild and that's reloading yes and Jordan for that ball club too and we'll talk about that controversial finish against Bluefield uh, a little bit later on in the program uh, long story short three tenths of a second on the clock is not enough time by rule with three tenths or less you cannot catch and shoot with three tenths on the clock, they caught and shot, and the basket was counted. And that was a two-point game and a two-point win for North Marion on a shot at the buzzer. But uh, and I didn't want to get really in too deep into that with Coach Parrish because Jordan, you know, as a as a coach, that you, you, you can't worry about that. You've just got to you just got to play and do what you can control. And, uh, you know, they caught a break, and they've made the most of it. Uh, you know, Ryan, like you said, you know, a win is a win is a win is a win. And that's just all there is to it. You know, it, it doesn't matter how you get it. I'm sure Coach will take it. He's in, the, he's in the state championship. He's not complaining. And that should be a fantastic game at noon tomorrow between Wyoming East and North Marion in the girls' AA state championship game. Coming up after the break, we'll get you a scoreboard update. We'll also get an update from the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum on the ongoing Parkersburg-Parkersburg South Girls AAA semifinal game. We'll also get you the update of the scores from earlier today. And we'll set the field for the AA Boys State Tournament, which begins bright and early Wednesday morning in Charleston. That's all when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates, including Southern Links Network West Virginia, carrying us statewide tonight. You can also listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM. WVOW in Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund, Beckley. 
Tune for You Radio, Yap Radio 101.7 FM, WYAP LPN Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can also find Basketball Friday Night in the Huntington region on Comcast Channel 25 and streaming online. Our high-definition video can be found on rsnsports.com Facebook page, Facebook Live. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. 10 o'clock on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside of Bill Cornwell and Jordan Mounts. Happy to have you along. We will talk with Mookie Collier in just a minute. And we'll also talk with Joe Schmidl, head coach of the University Hawks. Right now, I want to do a quick Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. We'll just rattle these off real quick. These are all the girls' semifinal games from today. Single A, Willing Central defeats Tucker County 63-46. Maroon Knights will take on St. Joe. The Irish beat Summers County 86-46. Also today in Double A, it was Wyoming East 69, Wayne 50. It was also North Marion 63, Frankfurt 54. So North Marion and Wyoming East in the in the Double A championship game tomorrow at noon. Triple-A by Cannon Upser survives an upset bid from Wheeling Park. 42-39 the final in that one. The top-seeded Buccaneers will take on the winner of the Parkersburg-Parkersburg-South game. That game is at the half. Parkersburg leads 37-33. That's your, basketball, that's your Marshall University BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. Speaking of that Parkersburg-Parkersburg-South game, our Joe Linville joins us live from the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum with a halftime update on that one. Hey, guys, we got another good, good game, game, game going. Uh, this is the fourth time this season that Parkersburg and Parkersburg South has met on the hardwood at the half. Parkersburg leads this one 37-33. Just quickly in scoring for Parkersburg, we have a couple players in double figures. That's Brianna Wilson with uh, a correct, correction. That's Mady Mace with 13, Shaley Kirby with 10. And on the other side for Park South, they are led by Devin Hefner. Uh, with 12. So a real good game. We'll give you an update as this one progresses on throughout the evening here at the Charleston Civic Center. Thank you so much, Joe. And we'll talk with Joe Schmidl, the head coach of the University Hawks, in just a moment. Right now, though, we bring in Mookie Collier, senior for the Bluefield Boys basketball team, also the Kennedy Award winner this year on the football field as the uh, top high school football player in West Virginia. He's got the Beavers back in the AA state tournament. Bluefield, the five seed, will take on four seed Philip Barber Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. Mookie, first off, congratulations on you and the Beavers getting back to Charleston. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it a lot. And what a year it's been for you. Football, state championship, state player of the year, and now basketball game to Charleston. It's hard to imagine your senior year could be off to a much better start. <laughs> 
you know, it's just all the hard work and stuff I've uh not just me but the teams as well just put in to this year and hopefully, you know, in the previous years I've been put out, you know, in the first round. So I hope and pray that this year's different, sir. Uh, your basketball team is nineteen and four on the season and uh getting ready to take on Philip Barber. I know that's someone that's a little bit different in terms of uh teams that you have played in the past and uh, you were able to beat Oak Hill, though. I want to talk about that real fast. Oak Hill in the Region 3 co-championship game, that's a very good squad. You had a very difficult road just to get to Charleston, even going back to the sectional championship game, which was an overtime win over Shady Spring. Yes, sir. You know, our section in our region is probably, uh, probably one of the toughest, sir. And going against teams like, you know, Shady, Westside, and Oak Hill, are just, you know, that just prepared us for the game that we played, you know, against Oak Hill. And, you know, we just we started off fast and, you know, tried to maintain the lead and, you know, God bless us with a win. So I think, uh, you know, winning that game and really built, uh, built our confidence up into uh, going into the tournament, sir. Mookie, uh, this is Bill Cornwell. And uh, talk about uh, y- your personal health because, I mean, it has been a long sports season for you. You you go right from the Super 6, and, of course, you have to take take some time uh, and get some practices in before you can start playing basketball. But for you, basically, it's been nonstop since last summer. Oh, yes, sir. I've been doing this, you know, since uh, my freshman year. You know, I go from – Football to basketball, from after basketball, I'll go uh, go to track, and you know it's, it's very difficult. But you know, it's just something that I do, and I just know it's just going to better me for uh, my future, sir. Mookie Jordan Mounts here. You know, you're obviously a standout athlete in two sports: Kennedy Award winner for football, basketball. You are leader of your team. You're a 20 point average. You average 20 points a basketball game. Uh, tell us, you know. The team obviously looks to you for leadership, not only scoring, but I'm sure in many other other ways. And I'm sure you're looked at as a leader uh, in your school as well. So just tell us, you know, how do you manage to do it? You know, I just, uh, you know, I just, outside of, you know, my sports and stuff, I want people to, you know, like me for my character, not just for you know, the movie call you that's good at uh, football and basketball and, you know, good at track, but just for the, you know, for the person I am. And just, I think that's just what kind of, you know, sets me apart from other people because a lot of kids, you know, that, you know, good at sports is kind of, you know, a little, you know, arrogant or whatever, but uh, I carry myself in a different way. And I think my character is, well, uh, people like me, sir. Mookie, there's no doubt that, uh, from the, the folks I've talked to from the Bluefield yeah. area, character has never been in question. Special for you. guy. Absolutely. Yes. It's been a special season for you as well. And wish you and the Bluefield Beavers the best of luck in the boys' class AA state tournament next week in Charleston. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, sir. We, we appreciate it a lot. All right. Once again, that's Mookie Collier. And uh, somebody's going to get a good athlete in some yes. sport Absolutely. at the next level. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not sure that he's committed anywhere in. in, in uh, he is something special, but yes. I love the kid's attitude. I mean, I've I've heard him uh, speak uh, in, in various places, and he's a leader. Mm-hmm. And but he's a humble kid too. You can tell. Absolutely. And uh, we mentioned the we've set the stage for single A and double A over the course of this program. The triple A 
actually, you know, let me back up. I didn't set the full double A schedule. Let me do that real fast, and then we'll go on to AAA, and we'll have Coach Joe Schmidl of University with us uh, in just a second. Let's do this up first. The Boys State AA tournament, again, begins Wednesday. Number one seed is undefeated Fairmont Senior. The Polar Bears take on 8C Braxton County at 530. That will be Wednesday evening. The nightcap will be number four seed Philip Barber against number five seed Bluefield. The one o'clock game is number two seed Chapmanville against number seven seed Bridgeport. And in the three six matchup, 930 Wednesday morning to start the state tournament, West Side takes on Winfield. Now the AAA state tournament. And again, that the the, the AAA quarterfinals split between Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday it will be number two Parkersburg South and number seven Musselman playing at 11:15. At 7:15 Wednesday evening, it's a city game. Number one <laughs> University and number eight Morgantown are going to play. Again, that's just how it goes. We'll talk with Josh Mill just a moment about that. Also, then on Thursday, quarterfinal round game, number four Martinsburg, number five Woodrow Wilson, 11:15. And at 7.15 Wednesday evening, number three seed George Washington takes on number six seed Huntington. Now we go to the head coach of the University Hawks, Joe Schmidl, who is with us now. And Coach, you go all the way to Charleston, and you're going to take on Morgantown. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's, it's crazy. And we had a, a feeling this might happen. Um, and, you know, Coach Tolman and I were hoping that if it did happen, it wouldn't happen until the finals. Uh, either one of us were fortunate enough to get there, but not to be. And, and Coach, I have to say, I, I do feel that your team, I do feel that, uh, also that Parkersburg South and George Washington have kind of separated themselves, but I think any of the eight teams there can win it, and that's not always the case. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I've, I've talked to Coach Coach Green from PW and uh, a few of the other coaches uh, around the state, and they all everybody thinks the same way. Any of those teams could win it. You know, I thought Capital was another team that was a, just an upper upper class team that if if they wouldn't have got knocked off by Woodrow, that had a chance. I mean, any of those teams can win at all and I can't ever remember a time where where that's been the case Coach Jordan Mounts here um, just looking at your schedule you're obviously your team is obviously a very high powered offensive team you've dropped 100 points on five occasions this season um, but I'm also looking at your schedule and the two games that you've played against Morgantown or rather the three games I'm sorry that you've played against Morgantown uh, they've actually all been low scoring affairs so uh, what uh, what makes uh, what's different about the team uh, about Morgantown um, that both teams are in, in a low point figure. Well, it seems like the way the, the, the flow of the game goes is, is a big part of it. I think both teams are every possession is very crucial. Um, and make no mistake, Morgantown High School, in my opinion, is the best defensive team in the state of West Virginia. They're they're just they're tough. I mean, they're they're a very good defensive team, very very strong, uh, just very disciplined, and uh, you know Dave does a great job with them, and, and he's you know they they've given us a hard time all three times we've played them. Coaches Bill Cornwell and 
playing uh, Morgantown a third time, is, do you kind of worry about are we too familiar with them? Uh, uh, you, when you prepare, do you worry about maybe relaxing because, oh, we, know, we already know them. We, we know them real well. Well, this will be the fourth time <laughs> um, that we've had to play them. But, uh, you know, both teams are just so familiar with each other. And you can't help, you know, some people say, well, it's hard to beat a team three times yeah. in a season and this is going to be four. You know, but but you also know you've got some confidence that that you can beat them, and you know these kids they they've been playing against each other for a long time. They you know sometimes they play together in the off season, you know at di- different things, and you know it's it's just going to be whichever team plays the best. I think. I mean, you know what I think would be an upset if Morgantown beat us. I I don't necessarily think it would be an upset. I mean. All these teams are good. They're they're in Charleston for a reason. But, um, you know, I think our kids will be up for the challenge. And, um, you know, I I just think it's going to come down to whoever executes the best and, you know, which team can stay out of foul trouble or, you know, just there's going to be a number of different factors. And we'll just have to wait and see. And coach, you 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 hit on the final point I wanted to make before we let you go is that um, a lot of times a number one seed comes with the quote unquote cliche bullseye. I don't know that that's the case here because I think somebody had to be seated one. I think you've earned that one seed. Don't get me wrong in that, but at the same time, I think that everybody's going in there on on an even keel. I I agree a hundred percent and. You know, there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with that one seat and having that target on your back. And, you know, we've been one of the top, you know, couple teams in the state all year long. And, you know, we've been taking everybody's best shot. Don't get me wrong. We've we've been fortunate. We've won a couple close games. And we've had a few things go our way here and there. But, you know, those are, those are the kinds of things that have to happen in, in order for you to have a season like that. And, you know, but no, that matters anymore. You know, we're where we need to be now, and we got to win three more games if if we want to accomplish our goal. And that's not it's not going to be very easy to do. Twenty four and one on the season, University High, the number one seed in the boys' AAA state tournament, and they will be in action against Morgantown Wednesday, seven fifteen at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. Coach Joe Schmidl of the University Hawks, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks, Ryan. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Wayne County girls. Uh, of course, my old roommate, uh, Dwayne Tabor from Wayne County. And I just would, <laughs> would love to get a, give a shout-out to that program down there and congratulate them. And, and they had a great season. But thanks for having me on, Ryan. Hey, thanks so much. And, uh-huh. yeah, I played for Coach Tabor at Wayne High School. And uh, <laughs> I, I, he and Coach Schmidt were roommates. And Coach Tabor's daughter, by the way, will be a ninth grader next year. So, uh and and he hung up the the whistle from the boys' job about eight or nine years ago. Right. Now mm-hmm. Sam Kokenauer has done a done a very good job with with that group. And they've kind of built into where they've got a. a they're starting to build. Yeah, they're yeah. starting to build too. And so uh, definitely, you know, that shows you how small the state can be sometimes, right? Yes. When the when the Wayne girls basketball team gets a shout out from the University of <laughs> Boys coach, right? <laughs> Who knew? We'll step aside, though, and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Penn Kurtz, head coach of the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights girls. They will play St. Joe in the Class Single A championship game tomorrow afternoon. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. 
Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Does showing up for work in a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important, it's serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us online, vote in this week's poll. Go to basketballnight.com. On the right-hand side of the page, you'll see our poll question. Tonight's question, this week's question. Should basketball games have been stopped during the teacher and service personnel work stoppage? Tell us what you think. Vote yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com. Once again, it's on the right-hand side of the page. you got till 11.45 tonight. We'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. And also tonight, you'll get to meet a new member of the Standout Athletes of the Week from the Cameron Lady Dragons. She will join Jaden Lindsay, Jacob Clark, Cole Honaker, Sidney Nestor, Isaiah Morgan, Deja Busby, Drew Williamson, Ashton Maxwell, Casey Hinchman, Whitney Sampson, Cole Whited, and Abby Beeman. They were all selected as a Standout Athlete of the Week. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10-17 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Jordan Mounts, Bill Cornwell is in the studio with us as well. But now it is time for our standout athlete of the week. Our special correspondent, Luke Kreese, he is here with us. And this week, it's Kelsey Mintel, a senior from Cameron High School. A four-year starter there for the Lady Dragons and really just an all-around playmaker. Averaged, averaged a double-double this past season and recorded one in 21 of 25 games on, on our way to a, a historic season there for those Lady Dragons. Thousand-point scorers are rare. I mean, they're not... Not like an endangered species right. by any means, but they are rare in high school basketball. Cameron had two. Yeah, he's got two. And Kelsey was one of those. And what's more impressive about that is she missed half of her sophomore year due to an injury. And that just tells you the kind of natural-born scorer that she is, a true playmaker and a true student of the game. And with Cameron losing in the postseason, did not, though, mark the at least planned end of her basketball career. Yeah, and she realized that after that loss that it was 
it was disappointing, mm-hmm. uh, yes, of course, but uh, there, there's a lot of basketball ahead of Kelsey Mintel, and, and she knows that, and I'm sure that anybody who has faced her on the opposite, opposite side of the court knows that as well. Yeah, Cameron had a historic season. Absolutely. But, uh, just mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the Dragons, came up short in their bid to reach Charleston. Luke Creasy has more with this week's standout athlete of the week, Kelsey Mintel of Cameron High School. The Cameron Lady Dragons had their most successful season in program history, posting a 22-3 record this season, but failed to reach the state tournament in Charleston this week after losing to the Magnolia Blue Eagles 50-47 in the regional final. More than a week removed from the final game of her high school career, Kelsey Mintel still feels the pain of defeat, but the way she's transforming that pain into motivation for the future of her basketball career makes Mintel this week's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia standout athlete of the week. Mintel started all four years for the Cameron Lady Dragons. Each year had its ups and downs, but Mintel says the sudden end to a record-setting season with the Lady Dragons brought a wave of emotion to the surface. The only thing running through my mind was, wow, that's the last time I'll ever get to step on the floor with those same girls again. Um, a lot of emotions are flying after that game. Cameron girls coach Roger Kane says that he grew especially close to the four seniors on the team this year. He felt the loss doubly as he experienced the pain himself and saw the hurt in each of his student-athletes, especially Mintel. Seeing someone that's pretty much almost like your own child have to go through that that, that tough loss. So as a coach, that was really difficult to see somebody um, really have to suffer through something like that whenever they had such high goals and but uh, just try to explain to him, like, we had a great season. Montel says prior to the start of her senior year, the team had one goal in mind, to hang championship banners. Our coach at the beginning of the year wanted us to complete four things. So we had the OVAC championship, we had the St. Mary's championship, we had our hometown invitational championship, and then we had downstate. Um, unfortunately, we left that one blank, but we still hit three of the four. So, honestly, those were our high points of the season. The three-point loss to Magnolia in the regional final was Montel's final game as a Cameron Lady Dragon, but it's not the end of her basketball career. Honestly, I just kept that in the back of my mind. Moving up to the next level has always been a dream for me, and for me to actually be pursuing that right now, I'm just on cloud nine thinking about it. I'm ready to just get in the gym right now and head the next season, honestly. Cameron's first ever appearance in the state championship tournament was within Montel's grasp each of the past two seasons. And after watching it slip away... Mintel says that she's taking the emotions she experienced in defeat to motivate her at Bethany College next year. Coming up short junior year, I thought that that feeling was absolutely terrible, gut-wrenching. But this year, it even hit me harder. So I just want to go to the next level and never have that feeling ever again. I want to push through that. I want to get to that final step. I want to complete what I started. After coaching Mintel all four years in high school and watching her develop her skill, Kane believes that the former high school standout will play a vital role for the Bison next season. Their coach there definitely is relying on her to step in and, uh, and play huge dividends next year. Um, he didn't recruit her to come sit on the bench for a couple years. I think he's expecting big things from her there next year, and I have no doubt that she'll do big things there. The pain of coming up just short in the race for a class single-A state championship is still fresh in the minds of the Lady Dragons. However, a new challenge is just around the corner for Mintel, as she moves on from Cameron High School, using the pain of defeat as motivation to excel at the collegiate level next fall. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Thank you so much, Luke. And uh, 
I got to imagine what a difficult time. But we appreciate uh, Katie Montel uh, taking time out to talk with us, Chuck, as uh, that was uh, definitely a very uh, difficult end to the season. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a great season, though, and that should be uh, appreciated for certain. Another team that's having a great season from in the same section is Wheeling Central. The Maroon Knights girls are back into the single-A state championship game for the second time in four years after defeating Tucker County this morning in the Class A semifinal. 63-46 was the final in that one. Penn Kurtz is the head coach of the Maroon Knights. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, Coach, first off, congratulations on once again reaching the Class A state championship game. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, your your basketball team this morning um, against Tucker County, a team that it was familiar with, and uh, a ball game that, that was uh, tight early, but the second quarter you were able to gain some separation and then pull away uh, to, to pick up that win. Yeah, they're, they're a very strong physical team. We knew going in it would be a battle, and uh, they, were, they were able to do some things in the second quarter to slow down the pace and and keep it close. Actually, they made a run at us there at the start of the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, we had some great senior leadership on the court for us today, and they helped us pull it through and, and stretch it back out and get it to a comfortable lead at the end. Riley Bennington hitting some big shots. 21 points, 4 of 4 from three-point range. And when you needed offense, it, it wasn't Eden Gaynor tonight, or this morning, I should say. It was Riley Bennington. Yes, uh, Eden was struggling, and, and actually Riley picked up two quick fouls. We had to take her out for a minute. Uh, but she just stepped it up, and that's at this time of year, you really depend a lot on your seniors, and, and we depend on ours. And she, she, was a, she was a senior today out there on the basketball court for us. And your basketball team preparing to take on St. Joe tomorrow, approximately a 2.30 tip-off of that one. And uh, I know that's that's one that, in class single A, I mean they've won eight out of the last nine um, in the in the single A title game for the tenth consecutive year. Uh, that that's the that's the program you you look to uh, as the one you've got to beat to be a state champion in West Virginia. It is. It is. Uh, actually, we we beat them in '04 when they were starting their run, and then we've lost them a couple other times in the finals. The last time was a few years ago. We lost by three points. Uh, Actually, Riley Bennington and Taylor DuPlago are freshmen on that team, so they're they're anxious, uh, excited to get the opportunity to face them again. Should be a, a fantastic game tomorrow at two thirty, as it's Wheeling Central and Huntington St. Joe for the girls' class single A state championship. Penn Kurtz, head coach of the Maroon Knights, we wish you and your ball club the best of luck, and we thank you for joining us tonight. All right, thanks for having me on the show. All right, and um, I got a chance to watch that Tucker County game today mm-hmm. with. Uh, Willing Central and a very impressive basketball team. I tell you what, one thing that Coach Kurtz has done—he's uh, kind of taken a little bit of a, uh, a little bit something from the playbook of Shannon Lewis and St. <laughs> Joe—is they they have beefed up their schedule, and uh, they're not just playing single A teams, but they're playing uh, higher level teams, bigger school teams, and they're playing teams on both sides of the Ohio River up there in the Upper Ohio Valley, and no doubt it has helped Wheeling Central toughen up, getting ready to go to Charleston, but they got a big challenge ahead of them tomorrow against the Irish. Jumping back to Boys State Tournament action as we get ready to 
set the stage for that in, in AAA. It will be number three seed George Washington taking on number six seed Huntington. That game is at 7-15 on Thursday night. An MSAC affair between those two. And the head coach of the Patriots is Rick Green. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Coach Green, I never thought I would say it, but I believe you have a basketball team in the South Hills of Charleston that has flown under the radar. <laughs> you know, we really have. It's just um, it's kind of amazing to us. Um, some different things have happened. Uh, conference changed the way you get to the title game, and which is kind of interesting in itself. And then uh, yeah, kind of dominoed a couple of things. But uh, you're in the Valley, you know, and Capital's been really good for years. And then, you know, Beckley, a little bit further south, having a good year. And then, you know, University and South, they don't rarely do they even lose, Parkersburg South. So um, in Huntington's Huntington. So, yeah, we have kind of a little bit off the radar, though we're rated third, you know, at least in the poll. Um, but, you know, that's part of it. We're, we're okay. We're, we're fine where we're at. We're good with it. Rick Bill Cornwell here, and uh, certainly uh, talking about MSAC schools, and, uh, and they always have the presence in the state tournament, same thing this year. And uh, for folks around the state who don't understand, even the lower level teams in the MSAC, they come and bring it to you every night, and it's a gauntlet to play in that league. No doubt, it gets you ready for this postseason time. Oh, I definitely think so. And it, it's like you said, the guys are so called in the middle or lower. If you're not ready to go on those nights, then you know they can beat you as well. And it kind of shuffles. You know, everybody runs a little bit in cycles. And you just can't count on anything year in and year out. Um, Midland's been down a little bit, but Coach Shapin's doing a great job with that. So I know they're going to climb right back in the mix of things. He's going to keep that going. Spring Valley's been down a little bit, but Coach Maynard does a great job with those kids. So that's just two that's kind of been down, and I think you're going to see him climbing back up in, in the top of things. So it doesn't get any easier, but that's a fun part of it as well. And, you know, if you can competed in MSAC, especially the upper-level guys, and you feel like you can compete across the state. Coach, Jordan Mounts here. Um, looking over at your roster, your, your leading scorer, Justin Phillips, uh, Bunky, uh, also Bunky Brown, the junior, and uh, Matthew Cook, another senior. Uh, you've got a lot of seniors on this team. You're leading two, two of your three leading scorers are seniors. Uh, and like Ryan, uh, Ryan was saying, your team's kind of flown a little bit under the radar this season. So, uh, Tell us, uh, does that uh, does that serve as a little bit of motivation to kind of to show up here in Charleston and uh, really, I guess, uh, show the, the the talented basketball team that uh, uh, you know that your team is? Oh, well, yeah, really, it does. You know, and as, again, not a cliche, but I, they and myself feel like we've kind of been disrespected with some things we've done. <laughs> um, you know, we're fortunate enough, and they're really good. Be south is south. And uh, I think at one time in the Metro Index, or recently near the end, we were fourth or fifth on strength of schedule and rated third. And we were the only team that beat everybody in our sectional. And uh, we get third in our own region. So, yeah, you know, we do feel like, you know, we kind of been, you know, snubbed a little bit. So, but that's okay. I don't mind that. You know, we're, we're pretty bonded together. These kids have, a lot of these kids have played since they're freshmen, and they've just been a joy to coach. And playing there, 
little bit on a mission. But, you know, seven other guys are on a mission too, so it should be interesting week. Well, we talked with Coach uh, Joe Schmidl earlier from university and, and kind of the consensus that, that we had and he agreed with. Any of the eight teams in that AAA field can win it. I agree. It is it's as balanced in all my years that I can ever remember. I mean, you have university playing Morgantown, their arch rival, and that's a one mm-hmm. A game. Cool, it you can't, you know, you can't even hardly draw that up to do that. And um, I've saw Morgantown earlier, and they regrouped from. I just think they had a great, great run in the last couple of years, and they've just gotten better and better. And I won't speak for Joe or anything, but I know if we're sitting there at one going to play Capital or going to play South Charleston, two of our big rivals, that's really not a comfortable spot to be in, you know, when number eight's really good. Uh, so, but again, you're going to have to beat somebody and you're going to beat three different people and it's going to be all be good ball games, whoever wins it, I think. I think it should be a fantastic Class AAA Boys State Tournament next week. I think your ball club is obviously right in the mix, just like everyone else. I think it'll be a fantastic event. Rick Green, head coach of the George Washington Patriots, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on uh, making it to Charleston. Not easy from uh, the region in which you hail, with Woodrow Wilson and Capitol also in there, not to mention South Charleston and others. But nonetheless, you make it through and uh, have fun next week. We will, guys. It's a privilege to be there, and we're going to enjoy it. Hey, so thank you. Thanks so much. That's Rick Green, head coach of the George Washington Patriots. We'll step aside, take a break, come back. We do an update on that Parkersburg-South Parkersburg game in the girls' AAA semifinals. We'll talk with Sean Jenkins, head coach of the Westside Boys, the Renegades, back to the AA State Tournament. And Ed May, head coach of the Tug Valley Boys, the Panthers, are in the Class A State Tournament as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. It just takes one click to watch. And you can listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. Many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night throughout the Mountain State. Of course, we're on great radio stations. Just click our affiliates page at the bottom of our website to find the station nearest you. You can watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. On Facebook Live, go to the RSN Sports Facebook page. You can watch us on Facebook Live. And, of course, we're on Twitter, too, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. You can watch the show on Periscope. If you're a Suddenlink subscriber on cable in West Virginia, you can find us on Network West Virginia statewide. If you're in the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. If you're watching right now, you see many, many pictures. Thank you for sending those in. We want you to send your pics to us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. You can send them to Facebook on the RSN Sports Network Facebook page, and you can email them to us, scores at basketballnight.com. Send us your best pics of your team and all your fans. Thanks for being part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. A shout-out to our newest followers tonight. 
Isaiah Smith, Stacy Miller, Greg Baylog, and Zoe Browning. Part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.35 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. There's only one more Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Can you believe that? Next week, we'll have the... We'll set you up for the boys' championship Saturday off of semifinal Friday. And, and after that, that, high school basketball in the state is done. Yeah, there's only one more it, Friday night of basketball. Well, I mean, there, and there will only be one more game that you think about. There'll be the, uh, the North-South All-Star game in the summer. There's mm-hmm. some other All-Star games in different places, and that's it. Yeah, and it's just uh, it's just amazing how fast this goes uh before we go to sean jenkins head coach of the west side boys and ed may head coach of the tuck valley boys who by the way played each other in some excellent basketball games earlier this year as well i think they both helped prepare each other for their respective state tournaments we'll have bill give you a check of the marshall university sports journalism basketballnight.com scoreboard well let's check out first off the uh single a Semifinals this afternoon and today. First off, Huntington St. Joe. They beat Summers County convincingly, 86 to 46. And that sets up a championship game against Wheeling Central. Wheeling Central beat Tucker County in the other single A semifinal by a score of 63 to 46. Looking in double A, it was Wyoming East, their first game today in Charleston. The Wyoming East team beat Wayne 69 to 50. And North Marion will be taking on Wyoming East in the AA championship game tomorrow. North Marion beats Frankfurt 63-54. And in class, AAA, Buckhannon Upshur, strong team all season long. Well, they're headed to the championship game in AAA. They beat Wheeling Park 42-39. And who will they be playing? Well, right now it looks like it's going to be Parkersburg. There's five minutes, 55 seconds left in this contest Triple-A semifinal game at the Charleston Civic Center. And now Parkersburg's up 10 on Parkersburg South, 54-44. Thank you very much, Bill. And speaking of that game, and and before we get to uh, Coach Jenkins and Coach May, Joe Linville is at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. And uh, Joe Parkersburg trying to pull uh, a little bit of an upset. Yes, they are. Uh, They like Bill said, they're up 55-44 with 5.55 to go in the game. We just had a technical foul called. We had a fan ejected. This game has gotten very physical in the last five minutes. Of course, these teams are very familiar with each other since this is the fourth time that they have met this season. And uh, just a great uh, – I'm sure it's an, a fun atmosphere, but at the same time when we've got fans – or a fan getting ejected, we, we all need to just kind of take our collective breath yeah. there yeah. and realize we're watching a high school girls basketball yes. game, right? Yes. Exactly. It's uh, very physical on the floor, and like I said, the fans are getting uh, very vocal, and you can probably hear in the background, uh, it is a very loud crowd between uh, (laughs) Parkersburg and Parkersburg South. Special time for those two to play. Joe, thank you so much for that update. We'll get back with you in in just a few moments. And 
guys at Parkersburg can get to that, that championship yeah. game. I mean, yeah, you make a good point about it being an upset because you realize Parkersburg and Parkersburg South obviously played in the sectional final. Parkersburg South wins. Parkersburg has to go on the road down to Ona to play a good Cabell Midland team, but Parkersburg goes on the road and beats Cabell Midland. They've had to do it the hard way, but mm-hmm. obviously they're getting it done. Right now they're up by nine, make it eight points. And you know who else is getting it done? The Renegades of Westside Boys Basketball yes, Team. 20-5 and five on the season. And normally a 20-5 and five record might get you a – uh, you know, a, a top two seed, especially with the caliber of uh, the schedule that they have played. But when the top two teams have a combined one loss, I think a three seed is still very good. And uh, that is what Westside is seeded. They will take on number six Winfield in the opening game of the state tournament, 930 on Wednesday morning. Sean Jenkins is the head coach of the Renegades. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, Coach Jenkins... How do you get a team prepared for a 9.30 a.m. tip-off? <laughs> I don't know yet. That's, that's what we're still working on right now. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, your ball club at 20-5, and five, and that's the type of record that would normally merit at least strong consideration for a top-two seed. It's the three seed, and it's probably a fair seed going into the tournament. I think double-A is just very, very good this year. Oh, absolutely. It's always a, always a tough Tough play there through the double A's, especially our region right now. It's a, it's a tough region to come out of, and uh, you know we're happy to be the three seed right now. It put us in a in a good bracket, and, and uh, we're looking forward to coming down and playing. Coach Jordan Mounts here. You know I've had the privilege of watching your team. Uh, a couple of times throughout this season, your team's been through a lot of adversity. You know, you had the the health scare with uh, Isaiah Lester, um, as well as uh, quite a few other things. But uh, coach, tell us, you know, how do you keep your team motivated through the trials and the hardships? And you know, and like Ryan said, you're in the state tournament, playing the first game, lead it, kicking the state tournament off, so to speak. Yeah, we we are, and and we're blessed right now to have the have a senior led team right now that we have. So that was always beneficial to us when you have the ups and downs and throughout a season, and you you kind of lean on your seniors and, and the experience that they have. So that that was always a you know a major plus to have the, to have the senior leadership that we have. But and we have had some had some lows. You know, Isaiah. You know, absolutely, that was such an emotional time during during that time frame with him and and we're just so glad oh that that he's able to be back and be back be back on the court with us and bear with me for a moment i want to share with you the west side renegades basketball schedule from this year just the opponents here real fast you got mingo central logan greater beckley christian who's in the class a state tournament tuck valley wyoming east obviously a big rivalry oak hill who had a 20 and 4 season and did not make it to the state tournament um you know, Spring Valley, a, a solid AAA basketball team. Uh, moving right back through, Shady Spring, who was one game away from making the state tournament, lost in overtime in the sectional to Bluefield. Uh, Chapmanville, who has lost one game, and it was to an out-of-state team. Uh, Bluefield, who is in the AA state tournament. What a gauntlet, Coach. You're not going to see anything in Charleston you haven't already seen. Well, that, that, was, that was the whole idea of trying to do all that, was, you know, try to be battle-tested to – get to this point so if if we were blessed to get down there and, and to be able to be in this tournament and that we've pretty much seen everything and and i think we have you know with that with that schedule and and uh you know it was it was a tough road i know there was there was one point i 
turned around, looked at some of my assistant coaches and looked at them and said, what was I thinking when I was doing this? You know, what, what am I thinking right here? But, you know, we're glad that we did it, and and, and I believe our players and, and going through some injuries and some of the, you know, lows of our season, you know, a lot of our bench players stepped up through through midseason and got some really great experience, you know, and, uh, and, and doing that, you know, I think it's just going to make us better in the long run. Coaches, Bill Cornwell, looking at the uh, the double-A uh, bracket, um, I like to call it a, a group of Clydesdales because uh, everybody in this bracket, uh, they have a name, they have a tradition in basketball, and you got schools like like uh, Bridgeport and you've and uh, Winfield who were playing triple-A basketball and competitively just a couple of years ago. I mean, this is tough. Oh, yeah, and it, and it is, and, you know, that's uh... – but that, that's what makes it fun. You know, I believe I heard you know one of the other coaches there just previously say, you know, but that that makes it fun when when it is tough like that, and it is. And you know, that, that's that's it. if you're any kind of competitor, you know, you, you, you like competition. And, and and when you're in in a in, in tough brackets and then in tough games and have tough schedules and game in and game out, you know, you're 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 right there, and it's 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 a nail biter. You know, that that's the kind of that's kind of what you're playing for. So you know, and I, and I and I just think that makes your kids better, and that's what you're trying to do is to test your kids and to get them battle tested. So if you are fortunate enough to get down there and get into the state tournaments, man, that you're ready to go and and ready to perform under those those types of competitions. And real quick here before we let you go, um, what do you know about Winfield at this point? <laughs> uh, you know, we've we've watched some game film on them, and uh, we, we've gathered some game film and, and watched them. And you know, they're they're a gritty team. Uh, uh, you know, we watched them play. Uh, actually, we watched them play the the Logan game uh, that they played. You know, last night, and and, and you know, a gritty t- a team that we had trouble playing with. You know, was was Logan, but you know, we like our team. You know, we we I say it I say it all week you know, or all year with with the seniors that we have and the experience that we have, you know, this is something that we've been working for since these kids have been in about the fifth grade and these kids has all played together for that long and, and this is just something that, that me and their parents and, and the communities have have come together and tried to put this group together and work for this goal and, and to be able to finally be here and, and to see what we're going to do when we get down here, man, everybody's excited down here. Sean Jenkins, head coach of the Westside Renegades, uh, as they get ready for the AA State Tournament, Wednesday morning, 9.30. The third seed of the Renegades take on number six seed, Winfield. Coach Jenkins, congratulations on making the state tournament. And uh, I, I can tell you already, and you already know this, still no easy games for you. No, no easy games. <laughs> and we're used to that, though. <laughs> uh, once again, though, congratulations, though, and thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Hey, thanks for having us on tonight. All right, that's Sean Jenkins, head coach of the Westside Renegades. And what a schedule they've had. You know, before we go to break, I want to get to Joe Linville. I'm going to surprise him here a little bit. Uh, Joe, that, that AAA girls semifinal game has taken a turn. It has. Parkersburg South has gone on fire. They won on a 13-1 run. Now it's a 13-2 run as uh, Parkersburg just took the lead back on a two-point shot, 58-57. But we got an exciting game going on here, and we still got uh, two minutes and 45 seconds to go in this game. Joe, we'll keep checking with you. Thank you so much. Right now, we'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to our standout athlete of the week, Kelsey Mindtel. 
and Ed May, head coach of the Tug Valley Panthers. As the boys from Tug Valley, from Naugatuck, get ready for the Class Single A State Tournament this coming week. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Congratulations to Kelsey Mintel of the Cameron Lady Dragons. Kelsey joins Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Spring Tigers, Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils, Deja Busby, Sherman Tide, Drew Williamson, Chapmanville Tigers, Ashton Maxwell, Buck Hannon Upshur, Lady Bucks, Casey Hinchman, Spring Valley Timberwolves, Cole Whited, Philip Barber Colts, and Abby Beeman from the Frankfurt Falcons. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Each week, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia considers nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a standout athlete of the week. And tonight, it's Kelsey Mindtill of the Cameron Lady Dragons. Don't forget to join us online. Vote in this week's poll. The poll question is, should basketball games have been stopped during the teacher and service personnel work stoppage? Tell us what you think, yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight. Shout out to our newest Twitter followers. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. Hello to Marie Hedges, the sports fill-in, Michael, Justin, Leo, Dell, Jill Merriman, all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.48 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia celebration of basketball throughout the Mountain State. Ryan Epling, Jordan Mounts, and Bill Cornwell with you. Joe Linville is at the Charleston Civic Center. We'll check in with him periodically as that Parkersburg-South Parkersburg game, Bill, coming down the wire. Back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth right now. It's Parkersburg-South, 59 Parkersburg 58, 215 left in the game. I cannot imagine <laughs> what that is like right now. Uh, mercy. Hopefully everybody's calmed back down. The from battle of the Little Kanawha. Absolutely. And, you know, before we get to Ed May, head coach of the Tug Valley Panthers, it's time for our standout athlete of the week. She is a senior from Cameron High School. The Dragons had a spectacular season. And... To me, they epitomize what we celebrate in this state with this show. They had a 22-1 record at one point. They did lose in the sectional championship game to Wheeling Central, who is in the Class A girls title game. They did lose in the regional game by three in a tight game to Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Finished their season 22-3. And, and Kelsey Mintel, our standout athlete of the week, senior from Cameron, joins us now on the program. And... Kelsey, I have to say that 
I can't imagine how uh, difficult the inning was for you, but at the same time, that does not take away from that spectacular season you and the Lady Dragons had. Uh, well, first off, I want to thank you guys for uh, picking me for the Athlete of the Week. Um, I'm honored. Um, it was it was a tough one to lose that last regional game, but this season, all in all, I, it was one to remember. We went down in school history as having the best records for girls, hands down. Uh, that's more than I could ask from the team that we had. It was amazing. And what a year it was, as I mentioned. And a four-year starter, you had a double-double in 21 of the 25 games this season. An average 17 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, just, you know, from a leadership standpoint, you were able to assume that role within that program, not just the team, but within that program as well. And, and you know, I know that uh, it, it had to be tough to maybe follow along with the state tournament, but I don't want to belabor the state tournament. I want to talk about the season. Tell me about. Uh, how were you able to take that team through the season, through the ups and downs that come over the course of any season? And uh, leaving that program, there's always a saying to leave it better than you found it. Um, well, to begin the season, we knew we were in we were in for it. We had the confidence uh, bringing in a couple freshmen and then returning with our uh, starting five. Uh, just starting off the season, we were on a roll. We were on a roll from it. Uh, keeping the girls focused was my main priority. Uh, roping in the younger girls to try to actually tell them to like get the feel for how the game's going to go. Um, going down to Florida, honestly, that was a high point for us. We were all going in not knowing anything about the teams we were going to play. I knew we were playing tougher competition. So I told the girls, I said, listen, all we can do is just go in and play our game. And that's what we did. We ended up 2-1 and one in that tournament, and I couldn't have asked for a better outcome than that. Uh, just the St. Mary's tournament, we all played together. We did a lot of team bonding over the season. Uh, obviously, spending every day together was bonding enough. But outside, we, we hung out. Uh, it kept the team really focused and just together all the way through the season. And again, a spectacular season and a spectacular career for you and that ball club uh, from Cameron, a historic season. And, um, Kelsey, we, we thank you so much for joining us. I know that uh, Luke told us that he actually was able to get a hold of you for the, uh, the package they did earlier, um, right after your brother and the Cameron Dragons boys team lost in the regional final. Um, again, my heart goes out to, the, to you from a competitive standpoint, but at the same time, takes nothing away from a spectacular season. Yeah, I, I got that text right in the middle of that game, and I was so into that game. I just looked down at my phone. I was like, oh, my goodness. Mom, look at this. And I was trying to focus <laughs> on the game, but I was just, I felt so bad for the boys because we were in their shoes just the week before. Um, it was tough for both teams because we, we really brought the programs up from the ground, as it seems, um, from freshman year. But, I mean... What else can you do besides just move on? We did leave the program better than um, it was before. So, Bethany College next for you, correct? Correct. All right. Now you plan on playing. What do you plan on majoring in? Um, I'm going to be a psychology major, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so leading that young group of players coming in and uh, leading your team this year, you, you kind of have some practice, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Kelsey Mindtel, our standout athlete of the week from Cameron High School. Thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on that. And once again, congratulations on a great season.
Thank you so much. And uh, again, we appreciate her joining us here tonight. Um, I'll, I'll ask Ed May. We're going to hold him till after the top of the hour because we're, uh, we're kind of up against the break. We're also that AAA girls semifinals coming down the wire. And uh, so we want to kind of be able to get Joe in a minute on that, not just yet. We'll get Joe in just a minute to give us an update on that as uh, we know he's there ready to go for that. But, um, you know, Bill, sometimes it's the journey, not the destination. And uh, we we talked at length about the special season Wayne had. It yep. ended in Charleston. Cameron didn't get to Charleston. Nope. That does not mean it did not have a nope. special season. Er, yeah, everyone that, that has a special season doesn't get to go to the state championship, doesn't get to go to the state playoffs, the final state playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you can tell what a, a, a good, solid citizen that, that Kelsey is. And uh, she interesting place where she's going to college. You know, Beth, Bethany College is up in the northern panhandle, doesn't get a lot of attention like the other schools in the state because it's not in the MEC, it's not a Division One school. But it has a great history, uh, and it's academically it is as sound as any school in West Virginia. Just a lot of people don't know about Bethany College. You know, let, let's go to Joe Linville real fast. And I know Joe, you can't give us play by play here, but you're in the final minute of a one point game. Twenty five point six seconds, and uh, Parkersburg is at the free throw line. They are up by two, sixty one fifty nine. It has been a wild one here at the Charleston Civic Center. All right, so we will wait on that game to either go final or go to overtime, whatever it may be. We'll get back to Joe after the top of the hour. And uh, we, we, again, thank him so much for, uh, for joining us there and for, for being with us. He's been there. He was at Press Row. I didn't get to talk to him mm-hmm. because when I went to the, to the two sessions I attended, I wanted to be a 100% fan i wanted to go in as i have gone to the tournament for 18 years i do appreciate the people who offered me parking and uh tickets but i I just i wanted it to be like i had always gone but to see my alma mater at the same time and seeing so many people that i knew and so many people in red and black just in the ticket line this morning uh that that meant a lot I mean, that, that, you only get to go to a, a state tournament for the first time once. And, and one thing that I, I know, in, in you and I both being from Wayne County, uh, and it, it is this way in other counties around the state, when one of your teams in your county goes, a lot of the fans of other schools will kind of go and support as well. So I know that there were folks from Tulsa, folks from Spring Valley down there supporting Wayne throughout this tournament run. And the trick was... If you didn't know them, you couldn't tell because they were wearing red and black. Yeah. Yep. And that, that's kind of how it works. I, and I, I've, I've watched Tulsa and Spring Valley there before. That's a healthy a rivalry. Lot, yeah, and seen a lot of my, my friends from Wayne in blue. That's just how it works. And yes. uh, that's uh, small town basketball and a small community, and three of them in this, in this instance. More than that, but uh, at its finest. We'll step aside for a break. Come back. We'll talk with Ed May, head coach of the Tug Valley Panthers. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues in two minutes. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 
1600 AM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio 92.5 FM, WTHM LP Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn, Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM 106.5 FM, Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM. WVOW and Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time. 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZ, LP, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAP, LP, and Clay, at Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL, in Huntington. If you're a cable subscriber and you have Suddenlink, you can find us statewide on Network West Virginia. In the Huntington region, you can find us on Comcast Channel 25. We're also streaming online high-definition video on Facebook Live at the RSN Sports Facebook page. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Third and final hour of this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Guys, this is the fastest three hours in radio. My goodness, we're two-thirds of the way through. We only have four hours left in the season. (laughs) This is is insane. Um, We are keeping close tabs on that Parkersburg-Parkersburg-South game as it comes down to the wire. We'll get a live report in just a moment. Ed May has been so gracious with the Tug Valley boys basketball team, the head coach of the Panthers. We will get to him in a moment as well. He's been holding for like 30 minutes, and I apologize to him for that, but I I think he'll understand because of the way this has played out tonight, and I I certainly appreciate him saying we'll get him in just a second. But, uh, Bill, let's let you run down the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. We start off in uh, the single-A semifinals today. Setting up an interesting final tomorrow afternoon. First off, St. Joe Central. Huntington St. Joe beat Summers County 86-46. Wheeling Central winner over Tucker County 63-46. In class, double-A Wyoming East beats Wayne 69-50. And Wyoming East will be taking on North Marion tomorrow in the double-A finals. North Marion beat Frankfurt 63-54. Class AAA Buckhannon Upshur, a 42-39 winner over Wheeling Park. And who will they play? Well, right now, it looks like Parkersburg. But with one second left, this game is tightened up. Parkersburg 63, Parkersburg South 61. One second, anything could happen. 
As that game is coming down to the wire, yes, South would need a miracle with seven-tenths of a second left. But, guys, how many of these games have come down to the wire in Charleston? And some have had con- – you know, one has had a controversial yes. finish mm-hmm. that I want to talk about much more when we have our resident referee, Bo Anderson, on in, in a few moments as they are just about to wrap things up there in Charleston. Jordan is, is, is monitoring this. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to jump to Coach May right now because then we'd have to, you know, we'd miss the very end of this ball game. I don't want to go to Joe just yet because I want to let the game end first. So we're just kind of in this little holding pattern for the moment. So just, uh, you know, uh, spare me, if you will, here for just a second as uh, Parkersburg and Parkersburg South are – like I said, right at the very end. Seven-tenths of a second left. Parkersburg up two before that game ends, though. Bill, many people may have forgotten, but back when basketball was a fall sport for the girls, Parkersburg had one of the top programs in the state for a long term. Yeah, they were one of the, the schools that would, when women's basketball started in the state, they seemed to have a ready supply of talent and uh, they had an early start and a quick start winning uh, state championships and being among the dominant programs in Class AAA. And then, of course, uh, more schools started playing. Uh, more female athletes started playing basketball. got a little tougher. But there's a great tradition, women's basketball, at PHS. And that game between Parkersburg and Parkersburg South the ball went out of bounds? Yes. yes. Parkersburg South has it. Under their own basket with seven-tenths of a second left. And that is enough time to catch and shoot. Yes. It's important to mention that. As long as they, <laughs> as long as they have a clean look. Yeah, so we'll see. We're just waiting on that to play out. And Ed May, just, just hang in there with us, Coach. We will get you, I promise. But uh, Parkersburg, I mean, dominant, 91 state champs, 89 state champs, mm-hmm. 96 state champs, 94 state champs. There was no 95, by the way, because that's when they jumped from fall to uh, spring. So, uh, or to winter, I should say. You know, 88, 87. Uh, it's been a long time, though, since the Big Reds have been to the state championship game. And Joe Linville is live at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum with us now. And Joe. What a game, what a finish, and it has gone final. It is a final. Parkersburg defeats Parkersburg South 63-61. With seven-tenths of a second, Parkersburg tried to throw the ball in, and nobody touched it, and the clock expired. The officials met at midcourt, discussed it, replayed it again, reset it, but it is official and final. Parkersburg Big Reds defeat Parkersburg Patriots by a score 63-61. We'll give you an update a little later in the show. Thank you very much, Joe. So we Parkersburg and Buchanan Upshur for the AAA state title. Parkersburg has not played in a girls AAA championship game since the first year that the girls switched to winter. 1996. Wow. Wow. They beat Huntington East 64-63 in the title game that year. A young lady by the name of Laura Laura Meadows. Meadows. Yes. (laughs) And if anyone around here uh, remembers, my goodness, what a basketball player she was. She went on to uh, play at Kentucky and then Purdue and uh, had a a good college career as well. Okay, I promised, and now I will follow through on that promise. Ed May, head coach of the Tug Valley Panthers. Uh, The boys will be in the Class Single A state tournament this week as Tug Valley will be playing Thursday morning. 
in the 3-6 matchup as the 3 seed against 6 seed Greater Beckley Christian. Coach May, first off, thank you so much for holding with us through what has been a little bit of a hectic show with moving parts, so to speak, in uh, this, this great time of year in the semifinal Friday. That's okay. I appreciate you guys having me. Coach, uh, Jordan Mounts here. Um, you know, Tug Valley has had what a lot of people would consider a very grueling schedule, a tough schedule playing a lot of upper-class teams. Um, do you feel as though that has given the Panthers the advantage of what to expect when it comes to playing in Charleston? I don't know about giving us the advantage, but I feel like the tough schedule has prepared us for about anything we'll face. I mean, uh, we've played a really tough schedule, and I'm sure some of those other guys have too. But, uh, yeah, I feel like it will prepare us for about anything that we'll see. Yeah. Coach, the, the first game of the tournament that Tug Valley is going to be playing is against Greater Beckley Christian. This was a rivalry game a few years ago, back in 2013, especially when Tug Valley won its last state championship. Um, do, you, uh, do you still consider that a rivalry, and do you think, uh, uh, and do you think uh, it's going to be – what kind of a game do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be a good game. Um... I don't really consider it still a rivalry since we're not in the section or the region with them. But uh, they have a couple good players in Potter and Moore. And then they have some guys around those guys that can shoot the ball. So it's going to be a tough game. But I don't really consider it a rivalry game still yet. Coach, looking at the roster for Tug Valley, you have seven seniors on the roster, and obviously they're led by the standout of the team, obviously your son, Tyler May. Tyler's averaged over 20 points for Tug Valley this year. Uh, talk to us and just tell us you know, the contributions he's made throughout his career, 1,600 points uh, for his high school total. Um, just tell us, you know, What's it meant to you to coach Tyler to, for two years of his high school career and just tell us, you know, the contributions that he's made to the school and the record books uh, and, and especially the team the past two years? I just think he's fell into with what our tradition is. I mean, he knew what our tradition was. He know what he knows what Tug Valley is all about, and he's bought into that, and he's been a really good player. But, you know, he – you know, with all the stuff he's done, all the things he's done wouldn't be possible without all his teammates and what they do to help him. I mean, uh, he's a good player, but we also have a bunch of special players. So, you know, I don't want to put him on a pedestal above anybody else because he's just one of this group. This is a special group of kids that, that, that has played together for a long time. They've really worked hard to get where they're at, and they've got a shot to win. Coach, uh, another player, one that's really come on, especially this year and the later part of last year, Mason Lane, your number two scorer on the team, 17 points according to the SSAC site. Mason, uh, uh, you've only got him listed as six foot one, but he plays much bigger than that down low under the basket for the Panthers. Yeah, Mason's a kid that, you know, he played all the way up through middle school and then he uh, took off a couple of years and he came back uh, last year and played. And the, the, the kind of the whole season last year, you could just see him get better and better all year last year. And then this year he's just been such a big contributor. I mean, he he's a beast down low. He plays hard. He rebounds the ball, scores the ball around the basket. He's a good player. 
Tug Valley at 18 and 7. We'll take on Greater Beckley Christian, 9.30 Thursday morning in the single-A Boys State Tournament, number three-seeded Panthers and the six-seed Crusaders of Greater Beckley Christian. Coach Ed May of the Tug Valley Panthers, thanks so much for joining us tonight, and we wish you and the the young men from Naugatuck the best of luck. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. All right, and that's Ed May again. We thank him so much for hanging in there with us. Let's go back to the Charleston Civic Center as we just had the final between Parkersburg and Parkersburg South in the AAA semifinals. Parkersburg picking up the win, a two-point win. So the Big Red will be into the championship game. The Big Reds will take on Buchanan Upshur. And joining us now from the Civic Center, head coach of the Buccaneers, that is Jeremy Maxwell, along with senior Hannah McClung. And uh, we'll start with Coach Maxwell. Coach, uh, your ball club into the AAA state title game for the second year in a row. Uh, Just tell me how you're feeling as you get ready to take on Parkersburg tomorrow. Well, I'm feeling pretty great. And I also like my my beard in this uh, webcam here. (laughs) I'm admiring myself. Hey, you know, everybody gets to see the beard now. Fear the beard. (laughs) I know. Uh, We're we're just so blessed. And... uh, we have such a great community support and uh, just a great team and just so thankful and, and for the opportunity. Um, I thought today was a great day for girls basketball in our state, some really great games. Uh, to, uh, I think the fans got their money's worth today in both of these semifinalist game. And we knew whoever we came, uh, who came out on top here was going to be a, a tough match for us. And it should be a fun matchup tomorrow. Uh, Coach, I do have to ask. Actually, you know what? Let's let's ask Hannah this question because you might be a little impartial or not impartial enough for us. But Hannah, was his beard better last year or this year? Um, I don't know. Last year was a tremendous experience because it was the first time ever being there and ever getting to the state tournament. But this year, he's asking about my beard. I think it's actually gotten longer because it's never parted at the bottom like it's doing right now. Like like uh, well, that'll, that'll look good for the cameras tomorrow as you get to play a, a game that will be televised as well. And uh, but yeah, okay, back to the, the the you know basketball that hand in hand. You, you mentioned uh, you know getting back to the state tournament again this year and the experience that you've had and. How have you been able to carry that experience into this year and uh, you know, being able to bring your team back to championship Saturday? I think our experience has been huge for us. I mean, in game situations like this, having experienced players on the court that are able to stay level-minded throughout adversity has been huge for us, and it's, it's carried us through games like tonight all season. Uh, Hannah, I will ask you this question. Uh, watching that uh, Parkersburg-Parkersburg-South game, uh, you and your teammates, uh, uh, do you – as a player, do you watch the game analytically or scouting, or is you just go and enjoy? It's pretty hard to watch that game without getting attached emotionally instead of just trying to go for a scouting report. But it was just—it was an amazing game to watch. I mean, I thought our game was stressful, but I felt just about as much emotion as watching that game as I did in our own. But you know, we're really excited for tomorrow, and you know, we weren't really—we um, were impartial to who won. We're just ready to chase a state championship. You have already played Parkersburg this season and uh, beat them 65-38 back on December 16th. But in the world of high school basketball, that might as well have been three years ago. Things changed by now. Yeah, uh, you know, we also played Willing Park back in December, and uh, I think we beat them by 29. And, and 
uh, that doesn't matter in March. You know, December basketball means nothing here in March. So we know uh, they're a well-coached team, Parkersburg is, and we know that they play hard uh, for four quarters just like us. And they're going to bring the energy, and we got to bring some more execution. Um, I, I said there's a teeter-totter here between execution and luck. The more you execute, the less luck you need. So hopefully we need – I don't need a whole lot of luck tomorrow that we execute the way we should. Well, Coach, uh, to, today in that close game with Wheeling Park, uh, you know, rebounding was a little bit of a, of a problem. And Wheeling Park is a good basketball team, taking absolutely nothing away from them. But uh, they end up with 12 offensive rebounds and 14 second-chance points. And that, in many ways, kept them in the ballgame. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, we're a vertically challenged team, uh, and, but that makes us be able to play other ways. Uh, I think we're just super fast across the board. Uh, we range from 5'5", five, five, uh, maybe maybe 5'5", five, five, to 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, so we're all about the same size, the same speed, same type of skill set. So, you know, what we lose underneath the basket a lot of times we do gain um, defensively, um, which has kept us in the game and, and actually won the game for us today on a poor shooting night. Well, Lauren Bennett had what seemed like about 100 steals against Spring Mills <laughs> in the uh, opening round game. Um We'll ask you, Coach, about that. Uh, was it just an anticipation thing, or was or was that something that she was just uh, able to be well prepared for that game? She does it all the time. I, I really think she's probably the most underrated player in the state. I don't think she's gotten the attention that she, she deserves. Um, that's something she does for us all the time. She could get 20 steals, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and when she's not getting steals, she's affecting passes. She's getting hands on balls. She's also affecting the angles of the passes a lot of times our turnovers don't necessarily come from directly from her like they did on against the spring mills but it's from our other teammates getting into poor passing uh that poor passes that are made by passing lanes and hannah night before the state championship game is it a different feeling this year from last year um, yeah, I would definitely say it's different. Both are just extremely bittersweet. But last year, I'd say we went into the state championship game with the same goal in mind. But it being our first time there, we were filled with a lot of excitement. And now I feel like we have the same level of excitement, but that's also paired with our determination for a state title. We fell short last year, so that's what we've talked about all year long is to be back in this moment and to actually finish this one off this year for our community, for everything we've worked for all over the years. I was getting ready to say, this is uh, that's a close-knit group that's played together for a long time. It's been a group that's had a great amount of success. And uh, I'll ask this to Coach because it's a bittersweet question, but uh, win or lose, tomorrow it's over. And that's exactly right. You know, sometimes the uh, first and second round are a little more stressful because, you know, you actually have the opportunity to play more games. Uh, and tomorrow, it's no matter whether you win or lose, it's your last game. So you take that into consideration when you're when you're prepping and, and when you're uh, tying your emotions into it, knowing that no matter what the result is, it's going to be your last game. So have as much fun as possible. Coach Jeremy Maxwell, Hannah McClung, senior at Buchanan Upshur. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us after what was a spectacular AAA semifinal round for both games, quite frankly. And uh, we wish you and the uh, Buccaneers the best of luck tomorrow in the AAA state championship game tomorrow night against Parkersburg. Thank you. I'm happy to be on. I think Dylan Godet sucked up my airtime this year, so I have to talk with him about that. <laughs> you know, there's actually a lot of truth to that because we like we don't like to double up, but I mean, and, and, but Dylan does a great job covering you guys. He absolutely does, and it's fantastic to have the community support you do. And thanks again so much for joining us. We're going to have a side take a break. When we come back, we will talk with. 
Chris Stevens, head coach of the Winfield Boys basketball team. We'll talk to Jared Bloxton of WMOV Radio in Ravenswood. Red Devils into the state tournament. And we'll talk with Dave Bretton, head coach of the undefeated Fairmont Senior Boys basketball team. The only undefeated team in the state, boys or girls, currently. We'll talk with them when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. The program allows for students to concentrate into one of three exciting areas, print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on, real-life experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to the sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career-launching advice. Marshall has 15 varsity teams. Those afford sports journalism majors the opportunities to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and Herd TV, as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to help you start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Join us online. Vote in this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight. This week's question, should basketball games have been stopped during the teacher and service personnel work stoppage? Tell us what you think. Vote yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 1145 tonight. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Piper Smith, Coach Remney, and Kat. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It is 11.20 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, and we have a lot of show left to get in, so let's just jump right back into the fray. Jared Bloxton, WMOV Radio in Ravenswood as the Red Devils are getting ready for state tournament play, the number two seed in class single A. They will play Thursday afternoon at 1 o'clock against number seven, Webster County. Jared Bloxton joins us now on the program. And, Jared, I, I don't think it matters if it's your first state tournament or your 55th state tournament, as it is with, like, the Woodrow Wilson boys team. <laughs> it's always a special time when your team makes it. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, for this group here, uh, from freshman on, they've uh, they've made it to the state tournament all four years now. So uh, last year made the championship game as a runner-up against Notre Dame, and uh, looking to finish the job this year and in their uh, senior careers on a on the highest note possible. Coach Jordan Mounts here. Um, you know, looking at your roster, you're led by a group of seniors, uh, and especially by uh, Isaiah Morgan, a senior. You've got him listed as a wing position. 
averaging 25.2 points a game. Um, your senior leadership, talk to us about and tell us what are these boys, you know, what are these boys expecting here when they go to Charleston and have, how have they gotten the team ready uh, for such an important uh, state tournament game, their last, or their last state yeah, tournament? Yeah, we've, uh, me and my brother have announced uh, these guys for the last four years uh, on the radio, and uh, Mick Price does such a great job. Him and, him and his coaching staff uh, do such a great job with these kids and really get them to buy into the program. And I know this group of uh, young men, especially the uh, seven seniors that are playing, uh, I mean, these are the seven guys that really get into the ball games, uh, cycle in and out. Uh, they, they've bought into it. They've played together for such a long time, and um, they have that chemistry that you, you want to see in a state tournament atmosphere. And, uh, as you mentioned, Isaiah Morgan, uh, just an unbelievable season. Uh, he had 42 points in the regional game. He shot, I believe, 87.5% from the floor, which was just uh, astounding. Um, and then another guy, I mean, you know, look at numbers, uh, uh, 1,000-point scorer Stephen Dawson as well. Uh, Isaiah Morgan has gone up, upwards of uh, 1,700 points now in his career. Stephen Dawson just hit the 1,000-point mark not too long ago. Uh, he has 600 rebounds in his career as well. So uh, all these guys throughout the lineup uh, for the Red Devils uh, have – have really done their part this year. And it's been a, a challenging schedule, one that includes a couple of wins over Notre Dame, includes a victory over AA number eight seed in the state tournament, Braxton County. Does include a loss. The only loss of a spectacular season was to Tug Valley, who is also in the state tournament. And uh, really just a it's been a it's been a great season for the Red Devils, but with great seasons also become expectations in Charleston. That's exactly right, and as I mentioned, you know, uh, uh, two years ago and three years ago, Ravenswood uh, was a low seed, an eight seed, and a seven seed, and uh, they were eliminated first round. Uh, and uh, last year, of course, uh, reaching the state final against uh, Clarksburg Notre Dame, and uh, I know that uh, that Coach Price and, and the boys really are uh, have their eyes on that prize this year. They, you know, Ravenswood uh, has won two state championships; they've played for four, and uh, they're looking to get another uh, white banner hung in the pit uh, at, uh, in Ravenswood. So. Uh, it's going to be definitely challenging. You look at the first-round matchup, I think the, the hottest team in, in uh, single-A, really, you could argue, especially in the bottom half of the seedings, uh, Webster County, they've won seven straight games. Uh, they've uh, beat some very good competition down that stretch, including Valley Fayette, Parkersburg Catholic, uh, Mount View the other night, of course. Uh, and then you know, you look at just moving on throughout the, uh, throughout the tournament, what would be uh, facing Ravens? You have uh, potential matchups with Tug Valley and you know, Andor, Clarksburg, Notre Dame, Trinity, Wheeling Central. This single A is really, uh, uh, really thick this year. And Ravenswood's seen some of these teams in the field, and uh, I know that they'll, uh, you know, hopefully, be ready down there. Mick Price, like I said, does such a great job. It's his 40th season at Ravenswood uh, as head coach, which is unbelievable, and uh, uh, well over 600 wins for him. And he's just done such a great job to build a program there. Jared Bloxton, WMOV Radio in Ravenswood. He has the call for the Ravenswood Red Devils throughout the season. Of course, Metro News exclusive audio for uh, state tournament games. But, Jared, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, obviously, I know you, you, you have vested interest in Ravenswood. Wish the Red Devils the best of luck. Absolutely. Go Red Devils. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> All Do a right. great job. Thank you. And, again, that's Jared Bloxton, WMOV in in Ravenswood, and, 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 he, and he makes a he makes a good point about uh, having Mick Price as a coach. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask him about that. I mean, it's, it's almost like uh, taking a flight, knowing that the pilot that you got is like the most experienced guy out there. Right. Because Mick Price, as he mentioned, forty years 
I mean, the pedigree is great. Mm-hmm. The, the state championships on the wall, state championship appearances. The guy is just one of the best. And also one of the best is Dave Rutten at yes. Fairmont Senior. The Polar Bears are undefeated and primed for another run at a state championship. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Coach Retton, it's one thing to have the bullseye on your back through the course of the season. It's another thing to live up to almost unreachable expectations. Your basketball team has done both to this point in the season. Uh, we're, we're just excited to have uh, really this opportunity to come back to Charleston and uh, perform, and hopefully our guys will uh, – you know, we we talked we talked exclusively last night after our basketball game that uh, you know Wednesday night's our state championship. We're we're not coming to Charleston to win a championship. Our state championship is uh, Wednesday at five thirty. Of course, at five thirty Wednesday, the top seed Polar Bears take on eight seed Braxton County, and um, your team is obviously uh, with, with the. Uh, Last couple of uh, AA state championships and, and the appearance year before, very experienced in Charleston. And, and is it difficult to get them to just go one game at a time? Because I know, having been around successful programs in various sports, that sometimes you lose track of the regular season while looking forward to the postseason. But it's the regular season that gets you ready. I think our, our guys have done a, a, a good job with that this year. Um, you know, they're they're fourteen to eighteen year old kids who uh, you know, minds wonder at times. And I think our guys have done a great job of of, you know, maybe when they've um, maybe got off task that they've got back on task, whether it's in practice, whether it's been in, in games, and they really have done a, a good job this year. And that's so important because, you know, we talk to our guys all the time about distractions. You know, distractions are out there. Whether, you know, wherever that distraction comes from, whatever it looks like, whatever it feels like to our kids, you know, it's important that we just don't, you know, uh, block it. Yeah, we ultimately want to block them out, but I think it's important to recognize them. And, and keeping focused on each day of practice has been important for us. Um, you know, we, we, we don't set a lot of goals. We, we don't talk about at the beginning of the season you know we want to go to Charleston and we want to win a state championship really I, I truly believe this for us and it and this just works for us I, I'm you know I, I don't know what other people do and um, you know people coaches programs have to do what they feel is best for them and what they do um, I've, I've adopted the approach and I, I believe our program has is that Really, the only time to start talking about winning a championship is if you win your semifinal. Then, you know, then that becomes reality. Right now, that's not reality for us. You know, there are, there are eight teams that are going to Charleston to win a championship and hopefully have that right to compete for one. You know, our, our goal and focus is to compete and be successful. Our goal is to be successful, uh, Wednesday. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've listened to a lot of NCA coaches, and you know, they talk about the NCA tournament and being at five, a five-five one-game series. You know, I think for for us, uh, you know, if we had that 
viewpoint that we got three one-game series. That is, you know, reality. That's the truth. However, for us, we're looking at it as we have a one-game series. And, uh, you know, our, our record, it doesn't mean anything. Other teams' records don't mean anything. We're 0-0 going to Charleston and to compete in our uh, first game on uh, Wednesday. Uh, we expect a great tournament. And uh, the AA tournament uh, in particular has uh, a lot of uh, interesting storylines. And Dave Renton, the head coach of the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears. Thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on to this point of 23-0 and season. That's spectacular no matter what happens from here on out. But we wish you the best of luck next week. Yes, sir, and thank you very much. All right, and guys, this is one of the most dominant basketball teams in West yes. Virginia. yes. Ever. No matter the class. I mean, They've had one game under 10 points. Yeah, they are loaded. They right. are really loaded. And just before we go to break here, I want to give you a quick uh, perspective. In the postseason, Fairmont Senior has won its games 116 to 49, 97 to 54, 93 to 32. They're good. Yes. They're, How's they're, that for an understatement? They're pretty good. Yeah. And they're so good. Knowing Coach Redden, you know they're not running these scores up on people. No. They're just mm-hmm. that good. That's that's how they play, and that's just they're just that good. Exactly. And we're going to step aside, take a break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we will go back to the phone lines. When we come back with Chris Stevens, head coach of the Winfield Boys, Josh Lunsford, head coach of the Braxton County Boys, as we talk the Double A State Tournament, and uh, we'll have our resident referee. We'll also have. Uh, couple of representatives from Parkersburg after their girls win a thriller in the state semifinal over Parkersburg South to set up a good matchup in the AAA title game tomorrow night with Buckhannon Upshur. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scorers online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. We want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter, and we'll mention you. And we have so many new people that joined this week. In fact, we're going to mention them all right now. Marie Hedges, the sports fill-in, Michael, Justin Lee O'Dell, Jill Merriman, McGuire, Riley Meadows, Jaden Stewart, Jay Hayden, Mike Dudek, Garrett, National Prospect ID, La Flama Blanca, Grace McFarland, Michaela, Keith Stone, Jamie Parrish, JD, Emily Parker, Charles Hayes, Jerry Lucas, Typer Smith, Coach Remy, Kat, Terry Lee Lusk, Jared Swanson, Jim Shaley, Corey Litton, Josh Owens, Dan Beiser, Katie Horndoff, Jennifer Lynn Huff, Scott Spangler, Emily Rogers, Brandon Offutt, Asia Roby, Jamie Carter, Jerry Lacey, Larry Ledbetter, Antonio Knapper, KP, Sydney Essence, Kylie Malone, Olivia Carpenter, Mason Miller, Christy, Luca Bella, Jill, WVU, Recruit Fan Page, Hope Donahue, Josh Bumgardner, Emily Coger, WVU Tech, WBB, Aaron Colbank, Kevin Corbett, Washito Local Cans, WTAP Sports, Travis Hinkle, B96.9, WVVV, Page, Jerry Stump, Coal Miners Life, Megan Barrett, Coach Sales, Kayla, Caton Dillon, Savannah, Crazy from Clear Fork, T. Aaron Metz, Rodney Plumley, Ryan Wise, Kristen, Jonathan Martin, 28, Matthew Mercedes, Rain McCracken, Tanner, Jeff Tabiner, 
Joseph Smith, Lauer, Jason Holberg, Ashley Laird. high school basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling a lot of stuff left to get into this program and not a lot of time to do it so let's jump right into the phone lines to chris stevens head coach of the winfield generals as they were the region four co-champions and they will play in the state tournament against um, Westside on Wednesday morning at 9.30. Coach Stevens joins us now on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Coach, congratulations on getting the Generals back to Charleston. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Your matchup is with Westside. It's early, Wednesday morning, 9.30 tip. Uh, Tell me what you know about the Renegades. Well, uh, we started preparation late last night after uh, the victory, and I've been doing some more stuff this evening. Uh, they're a very tough team, very well coached. Coach uh, Jenkins does a very good job with them, and they're very experienced. Um, you know, they're going to be a tough out. They play hard. Uh, they're, they're very disciplined, and, and they got they got so many options. Uh, they got multiple scorers and shooters, as well as uh, Hatfield down well. Your team 18-7 and seven on the season, beating Logan last night in the Region 4 co-championship game at Winfield High School, 55-50 the final in that one. And how much do you get to enjoy and savor that win before you turn right around now and have to you know, prepare for another spectacular week where uh, you'll have media coverage, you'll have the games to prepare for, and all that goes with the state tournament? Well, I told the kids last night, I mean, we enjoy every victory for that evening, and then uh, we came in and had practice this evening. Um, not doing anything specific, just kind of gearing up on some fundamentals and stuff and letting them get a little bit of the giddiness out, uh, and then we'll, we'll start our preparation tomorrow and then Monday and Tuesday. It's been a spectacular season for the Generals. And they concluded the regular season with a win over, or excuse me, with a loss to mm-hmm. Cattle Midland. But since then, wins over Sissonville, Nitro, and Logan to get to the AA State Tournament. Coach Chris Stevens, thanks so much for joining us. I wish you and your generals the best of luck next week. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. And let's go right back to the phones as Braxton County is into the AA State Tournament. Josh Lunsford is the head coach of the Eagles. He joins us now on the program, and as soon as I can get the button to work, there we go. Coach Lunsford, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Always fun to have a team that's in the state tournament and for your basketball club getting back to Charleston this year and uh, doing so with with a a team that's had some – you know, kind of a interesting route. Twenty-one and four, but the eight seed. Uh, I know it's a good field, but that has to be a little bit of motivation for your squad. Yeah, you know, you'd like to say it is what it is, but at the same time, I can't sit there and say I agree with it. 
you know we've uh, we we can't control who we play, and we've we've you know played the teams on our schedule and done what we're supposed to have done against them, and and you know we all we've heard all year is week schedule, week schedule, week schedule, and a lot of people don't realize you know we beat two out of the uh, eight teams that are down there for the uh, the single A state tournament, and and uh, there's there's four now there's four LKC teams in the state tournament, you know, and so you know they could say week week schedule all they want, but when you're 21 and four and you know, we're beating teams by, you know, 20-point average at times, and it, it is. It's kind of a slap in the face, and, yeah, it is. It's something that we've used as motivation and are going to continue to. Tell me about the atmosphere in Flatwoods and the feeling around that community that goes throughout Braxton County last night in that win over Robert C. Bird. Oh, the, the, the following that this group of young men have is, is, is incredible. You know, this is... These are guys that uh, you know. I have two two men playing for me now that that have started every single game of their high school career in varsity basketball, and uh, you know it's something you just don't ever see, and or very rarely see. And you know, since these guys have been playing and coming up as freshmen, you know they've they've taken their lumps. And uh, you know, we spent two years there. Uh, the two seasons prior to this, uh, it, I had graduated one senior combined out of those years, and. Um, and it's something that they've they've got a lot of experience, and and the fans have been with us this whole time. And and now that we're seeing a little bit of success and a little bit of uh, you know seeing some of that hard work pay off, and it's really starting they're starting to come out and just pack the gym in. And coach, expect nothing less than a, a spectacular atmosphere for your boys basketball team as they take on a, a very good Fairmont senior team, uh, one that may be historically good. We'll see how that plays out, but. Uh, certainly wish you and, and and the Eagles all the best and and, and again love it when the uh, schools that don't necessarily get talked about a whole lot can make that run. Oh, absolutely! You know we appreciate it. It's, it's been a long time. You know, Braxton County High School's been around for forty eight years, and this is the third time in school history that we've been lucky enough to come down and 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 I say lucky enough, but I mean we've been blessed enough for everything to fall into place for us to come down to the state tournament. And we said, uh, you know in the back of our minds all of us has kind of had this goal for the year and and um it's nice to be able to turn around from an eight and 13 year last year to, to a 21 and four you know game, uh, season this year and and this is this was the the check mark on our list where we wanted to come down and and yeah yeah where we we drew fairmont senior we we know what we're up against but you know had a had a coach tell me a long time ago that you know in order to win the state championship you've got to beat everybody anyway so you know we might as well <laughs> Might as well knock the best off right at the beginning. There you go. As Josh Lunsford, head coach of the Braxton County Eagles, they take on top seed Fairmont Senior in the AA State Tournament on Wednesday. We apologize to our good buddy Craig Dutton of WRRR in St. Mary's. We are just so tight on time. Uh, we, we, we unfortunately, he gets bumped for both tonight. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, has been uh, – Sitting there at the Charleston Civic Center, waiting patiently for the last about all oh, two hours, 41 minutes or so. And he is now with us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Bo, wow, do we have questions for you tonight. I was afraid of that. <laughs> I think you know what we're gonna, where we're going. And before we talk about it, I want to set this up. We have the video and we have the play in question. It comes from the North Marion Bluefield girls basketball game in the opening round of the tournament. 
from Wednesday evening. The top seed Huskies and the Beavers were tied. A shot went out of bounds as time expired. The whistle blew before the horn sounded. They put three-tenths of a second back on the clock. By rule, with three-tenths of a second or less, there's only time for a tip. The ball was thrown in and caught. We have that video now. Here we go. As the ball was caught, and then a jumper was hit from the free throw line, and the basket was counted. That was by the same crew that did the AAA uh, game just a moment ago. And, Bo, help me if I'm wrong here, because uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but with three-tenths of a second or less, that is supposed to be a tip only to score, correct? Okay, yeah, with three-tenths of a second or less on the clock, it can only be a tip or a tap. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I was told a long time ago by a veteran official that one of the things you're going to find is if you're in this long enough, you're going to make the newspaper. Uh, you're going to have things that happen that you don't want to happen. And, uh, you know, it just happened to be one of those uh, scenarios where, you, you know, it was just um, a tough decision. And, uh, you know, you just have to live with it and you have to move on and uh, go to the next game just like the players do whenever they make mistakes. And take me through the process here. That rule is in place in many ways to take the clock keeper, like take any pressure off the clock keeper because it's so difficult with that precise timing. And, you know, it's been measured out over the years as to how long it takes to catch and shoot a basketball. So that's why that is in the rule book as such. In such an instance, the horn does not matter, correct? Well, yeah, you, you should have a tip or tap. You still have judgment, okay? You still have to make that judgment call. Uh, just like any other call that you make, um, you have to decide if it was a tip or tap or a catch and shoot, and you go from there. And, um, you know, again, we're going to make decisions that not everybody likes all the time, and we have to live with those decisions. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't work out for one team or the other. Um, you know, whenever we have plays like that, uh, we, you know, we don't feel any better or you know about it either as far as officials go because again uh you know uh, pencils uh they have erasers and that's why because people <laughs> make human mistakes and we are human beings absolutely and, and I, I do want to ask too does the rule book define a tip or a tap yes it, it, it's it's the same as a try uh and it ends the same as a try so it means you're still in the act of shooting uh and a tip or a tap is the same as a try it starts and ends the same as a try as far as that definition goes all right and and Bo I I hate that that has been something that has kind of at least on Wednesday I think the basketball takes Mm -hmm. over after the initial uh, day of it but you know for at least that one day that kind of overshadowed a, a few things and it is so difficult for everyone involved and I know that they that you guys obviously you do your best as well and and you know what Bo Anderson's our resident referee he's sitting right here taking you know sitting in the line of fire tonight (laughs) taking these questions um uh, real quick I do want to ask before we let you go because we are tied on time as we always are on uh, this time of year um when it comes to review um and the state tournament that is only for championship games correct 
Yeah, they use that review. Uh, they have the TV crew here so they can use that review in the championship games on a last-second shot. And then if that last-second shot was two points or three points, and that's that's the time where they use that review. Um, and hope, and I would hope that we wouldn't have to use it. Hopefully it's clear enough that uh, it, it's, it's certain for everybody. And, again, you know, it's a part of basketball, and uh, things are going to happen, and that's just the way it goes. Uh, you know, everybody has to still uh, live with it. Um, but, yeah, that is correct, Ryan. They will use the TV review monitor in the finals. Bo Anderson, our resident referee, thank you so much for sticking around after that nightcap tonight. What a great game it was as well. Thank you again. We'll talk with you again next week. Hey, guys, I enjoyed it as always. And uh, I'm not known as Bo later tonight because I'm right here. There, there you go. We'll step aside right now and take a break. When we come back, our poll question. We'll also have cause time. And we'll set up the AAA, AA, single A girls state championship games and a quick. I don't know if we have time for all that. Go to basketballnight.com for all that. Back with the wrap things up on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM WQWV in Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog 1600 AM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106. WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay. And Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. If you're a cable subscriber, Suddenlink has us on Network West Virginia statewide. Cable subscribers in the Huntington region can find us on Comcast Channel 25. And we're streaming online on Facebook at the RSN Sports Facebook page. date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 
We are so tight on time right now. We're just going to go right to Marcus Constantino inside the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. He has our poll question tonight. I don't know where these three hours went, uh, Ryan, (laughs) but I am ready for the poll question. Last week's question, should basketball games have been stopped during the teacher service personnel work stoppage? Uh, We had 81% of voters saying no, 19% said yes. Now, this week's question, when should video review be used in the state tournament? And these are five options. Yes, any reviewable play in any tournament game. Option two, yes, only on a game-deciding play at the end of any tournament game. Option three, yes, any reviewable play only in a championship game. Option four is yes, only in a game-deciding play at the end of a state championship game, which is how it is now. Or option five, never video review. You can head over to basketballnight.com and cast your vote. We have given you many options for this one because it's a, it's a very, very difficult question. And, you know, we're going to give, give a second here before we get into uh, cause time because, again, we are very tight on time. And, uh, Bill, you had something you wanted to mention about a former standout athlete of the week. Exactly. Standout athlete of the week uh, was uh, – Casey Hinchman, about a month ago, Spring Valley guard, uh, and uh, he actually, the night we honored him, he uh, actually missed a game to interview for scholarships at Marshall University. Well, good news, Casey has received a full-ride pre-med scholarship at Marshall, and uh, he wants to be a doctor, and he's off to a good start with a full-ride scholarship at Marshall University. That, that is outstanding. Let's go back to the Charleston Civic Center uh, Coliseum, where we are joined now by Parkersburg coach Scott Cousins, as well as player Maddie Mace. The Big Reds are into the AAA state championship game for the first time since 1996. Coach, first, congratulations on a spectacular win tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, played a very familiar opponent, obviously, in Parkersburg South game, that 63-61 win. I know that... Uh, for, for your team, you led almost the entire ball game, 25 minutes, 37 seconds of that game tonight. But they made a big run in the fourth quarter. Your team, though, able to weather that and get the win. Yeah, you know, we knew they were coming. They do every time. We had a big lead at home on them. We were up 22 on them, and they cut it to one. So we knew what was coming. We just needed – we had kids step up and make big shots, and we got some key rebounds, and, and uh, things the ball bounced our way finally. And, and Maddie, your ball club gets that win, and, and you tonight have 20 points, eight rebounds on the biggest stage in the state of West Virginia against a rival opponent and a great crowd tonight. Uh, just tell me about what your experience was and, and how you went into that game with the mindset playing a team that you were so familiar with tonight. Um, I think that whenever we came back here, my mindset was that we had played here before and that we knew what we were doing and we got used to the lights and used to the crowd. So we are going into it like prepared. And to play a team, um, what, four four times in the course of the season, um, yeah. that, you know, it, it can be difficult. They had won two of the three meetings before but you got the one that mattered, and now you're in the championship Saturday against another team that you're familiar with in Buchanan Upshur. A lot has changed since that December 16th meeting. Yeah, it has. We've gotten a lot better. They've probably gotten a lot better, but if we come out here and do what we do, we can get the dub. 
and, and, and what's it mean for Parkersburg, the community? To me, Parkersburg is the largest community within the state in terms of how they support their high schools. I know it means a lot there. Yeah, it does. It's like crazy. We'll go back. If we win, there'll be drum lines and parties in every classroom. I mean, I just can't imagine. And Coach Cousins, uh, you know, you get ready for that game tomorrow. Do you look at the film from the first game with uh, Buckhannon Ups or do you almost throw it out and start fresh? Yeah, that was so long ago. Uh, there. They're going to do what they do. We're going to do what we do. I, I can't imagine anybody want to change what got them here. So uh, they have an identity. We have an identity. It should be a good, good battle. They got us pretty good early. Uh, I hope it ain't that way. You know, it could go that way, but I think we'll be as we'll be prepared and we'll represent the city of Parkersburg and Parkersburg High School very well tomorrow. I believe, as you always do. Twenty-one and six on the season, taking on twenty-six and one, but Canada Upshur in the AAA Girls Championship game tomorrow night, seven fifteen, Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. Coach, thanks for burning the midnight oil with us tonight, and uh, get a good night's sleep, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, that's Scott Cousins, head coach of the Parkersburg Big Reds, as well as Maddie Mace, who um, had a big game, 20 points, 8 rebounds in the win. And right now, it is cause time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We promised him more time last week. School's back in session. Yeah. The strike is over. <laughs> cause you get three minutes. I was wondering if I had point oh three or point oh four of time. Yeah, are you going to be able to tell a story, or you just have to just hit a bullet point? <laughs> well, I just want to say that uh, apparently, I am speaking to the most famous man from Wayne County, and I'm just—I'm uh, at a loss for words. You're not the only one who's at a loss for words with that. Um, I know who's behind that, though, and I will get them back. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, we are we are doing great, Rick, and we we love this time of year. We know you do as well. You've got um, conference tournaments going on. WVU's in the Big 12 championship game. Marshall's in the Conference USA championship game. Lots of West Virginians play for Marshall. A couple play for WVU as well. The State Girls Tournament is in the championship Saturday and has three great matchups. The Boys State Tournament is set. The AAA field is wide open. The AA field has a team going for a historic season. And the Single A field is very, very good too. I mean, what's not to like? Oh, I can't wait for next week. I'll be down. And uh, I, I'm going to go off the. I'm going to go off a little bit and I'm going to pick... Uh, a winner in AAA that uh, I don't think anybody's really thinking of, even though it's a pretty good team. I'm going to go with George Washington. I think that's a that's a solid pick. That's one that we've talked about. It's kind of flown under the radar. But the trick is, Rick, and I know you understand this, they play Huntington in the first round. Nobody's been better in Charleston for the last four years overall than Huntington. That is true. They've had incredible success. Yeah, you know, I guess it's you know my part part of just a gut feeling, but you know I think you know like you say it's I think it's a wide open triple A field. Uh, you know, Fairmont looks pretty solid, but you know last year when they played that Chapmanville game, that was that was that was pretty that was pretty incredible game. Uh, single A, you know people I'm going to say Ravenswood and Wheeling Central. 
I don't know. Is it is it Notre Dame's time again? We've seen that happen in the past, and they certainly uh, played well uh, in, in their regional game. Uh, you know, I, I can't wait. Uh, March t- Madness, college basketball, high school basketball, you name it, I love it. I'm there, I'm here, I'm everywhere. And we've got 30 seconds, but I just want to make a quick point. We talked two weeks ago about sectional seeding, how Martinsburg and Musselman could have basically been a coin flip because there was a good argument for either. This is how tight the AAA field is. Martinsburg's the four seed, Musselman's the seven seed. They somehow managed to jam two teams in between them, and I think it's legit. And they had a double overtime game to <laughs> determine who was going to win the sectional two weeks or last week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah, epitomizes. It's tight. Absolutely. Love it. Rick, thanks so much. Sorry we had to rush you again. I feel like I say that every week, but I mean it. And you do. I, I, I do appreciate you uh, <laughs> being here with us. So. <laughs> hey, guys, have a great weekend. Hey, thanks so much. That's Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. May see him next week. He yeah. might be in the house. Yep. Guys, thank you so much to Marcus Constantino and Joe Linville for their work at the Charleston Civic Center tonight and the fantastic job that they did. And thanks to all of you for listening in, all the coaches, players, and media members that take time to talk with us on Friday nights. We've got one more to go for Jordan Mounts, Bill Cornwell, the entire Basketball Friday Night crew. I'm Ryan Epling. Next week. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.